Many in the health field have known Dr. Thomas Sexton. He has worked as a professional in the healing arts for 43 years. This Saturday morning, we will celebrate that milestone on Gesundheit with Jacobus. Dr. Sexton will present an historic perspective of complementary medicine and the healing of chronic illness from a holistic, historic, and Chinese medical perspective. It's Gesundheit with Jacobus. Gesundheit with Jacobus, Health Talk Radio, integrating allopathic and all-natural medicine one show at a time. Here is your host, Jacobus Hollowine. Good morning, everybody. It's nice to be with you. It is a uh, actually a pretty nice morning today uh, as we walked uh, downtown, uh, Dr. Thomas Sexton and myself. So I think it looks like it's going to be a nice day, even though... Quite a bit of rain has been forecasted. Any case, it's always a good good thing to have a good start, freshens the mind, and gets me excited to do the show. Good to be with you. This is Gesundheit with Jacobus. I am your host, Jacobus Holloway. Good morning to you. Program about health, healing, and healthy lifestyles. I enjoy sitting down with experts. And Dr. Thomas Sexton today, absolutely to me, is an expert with all the information and passion that he has lived in his profession over the last 43 years. We, uh, we're going we're gonna to talk about quite a few things. I think you will enjoy the conversation as it continues till 11 o'clock. So I want to let you know that as we talk about health, healing, and healthy lifestyles, all these years, the purpose has always been education, information, and some entertainment. It's never been about diagnosing, treating, or curing. Um, if you talk about health, that is one of the worries that everybody has. The FDA is listening and may say, or the FCC is listening, whoever is listening, and they just want to catch you saying something that you shouldn't be saying. So the, 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 to, to just protect ourselves, because sometimes the conversation can get pretty intense and and very uh you know a lot of things we, we, we talk about a lot of things here on this program that i you just don't consider it don't don't how do you say it uh, don't assume that we're doing the wrong thing we're trying to focus on what's right we're trying to give you information that you can use that is practical but I always recommend that if after the show you want to have a private conversation with the guest, we'll give out the information. If you would rather prefer to talk about these topics with your own physician or a specialist of your choice, we always recommend that. Look around, find great books, magazines, go on the internet, find the information you need in order to become the best educated person you can be either for yourself or for somebody close to you. Uh, that's what it's all about. Can we be better today than we were yesterday? So 522-8255, let me tell you, introduce you to Dr. Sexton. Uh, 
Good morning, Dr. Sexton. Good morning, Jacobus. How you are may you? want to lift that microphone up a little bit more <coughs> if you can. Lift it up, okay, sure. There you go. And let me tell a little bit about Dr. Sexton before he starts talking about his life, which is, by the way, fascinating, and I'll tell you all that. Well, thank you. Yeah. You got it? You're not in my body, but go ahead. <coughs> <laughs> Thomas Sexton, a licensed acupuncturist, has 43 years' experience in the healing arts and an extensive background in oriental medicine, acupuncture, and bioenergetic therapies with a comprehensive understanding of natural healing modalities from Europe. Thomas is one of the first class of graduates and nationally certified acupuncturist in America and attended the New England School of Acupuncture in Boston back in 1976. Hence, he has been a part of the early history and has studied with many of the early major players in assisting acupuncture and Chinese herbology gain a major foothold here in the U.S. after President Nixon's famous trip to China, bringing down the bamboo curtain in 1972. There is a lot more to say. I highly recommend you go to his website. It's called BlueSkyHealingArtsCenter.com. BlueSkyHealingArtsCenter.com. And just read his story. Um, to me, the every sentence could be the chapter to a book in a book that will tell you <laughs> Hasn't all been the details. Yet, but it's there. I know, but I tell you what, what a story, what a life, uh, how you have gotten into this. And, and if you go to blueskyhealingartcenter.com, you can read that story, read more about Dr. Sexton. The phone number for his office is 406 522 9733. And it says over here, your office is 19th North 10th Avenue. That's correct. I moved uh, last summer. Okay. So welcome to the program. Well, again. thank you, Jacobus. It's a pleasure to be here. It's an honor. We've been uh, chit-chatting. How many shows did you say this I morning? think this is number 10. Number but, 10. But you haven't, uh, I don't think you've been on the show for seven years. Well, a lot can happen in <clears throat> seven years. <laughs> yeah, uh, that is uh, that is about uh, 350 shows. So, <laughs> I see. Well, you've been here as a stalwart, a member of our community, and giving out a message, giving out information, giving people opportunities for change, yeah. or looking at things from a different angle or different perspective. And that's what life is about. When medicine cannot be discussed, it is not medicine anymore. It's a religion. Uh, it's I a see. dogma. It's a scientism. And it's not a science with a capital S. And so here is where we have to step back and start to look at history and the medical thought. I come from the Chinese medical paradigm of, of understanding it's Taoist in nature, formulated out of nature, but it was 400 B.C. I mean, the origins of it are ancient. This is called traditional medicine. Correct. This is based on traditions passed on, same with Ayurvedic medicine, Tibetan medicine, some of the African tribe tra shamanistic traditions. These are cultural traditions. We are not in a orthodox, um, complementary. This is a tradition of medicine that's all-inclusive. It's not alternative. It's a complete system. And that's the theory based on what is a medical system. It has to have a set of principles. It has to have theory. It has to have logic, uh, science behind it as, uh, as comes to the fore. But this is empiric knowledge that's been passed down. So that's right. the tradition I'm coming from is more like, okay, the honorary student, Chila, student, uh, uh, teacher, master, you know, uh, and he says this 
that means that. And right. You just do this point, it treats that problem. And you go with that intent, and you do it with that intent, and magic happens. But how does that magic happen? Hmm. So that's been the fascination story of my life, is pursuing the art of healing, the practice of medicine. My dad was an obstetrician, chief of medical staff at Mount Auburn Hospital in, in New England. I grew up in a medical uh, uh, paradigm. I was one of the first children given antibiotics in the 50s, so that huh. was welcome to planet Earth. We have the new drug. <laughs> it's got, and, and it's done with the intent. I mean, my dad thought it was, the, you know, this is the bomb. You'll never be sick. You'll never, you know, we just give you antibiotics. Lo and behold, we start to see that there's side effects. Oh, well, they didn't appear right away. They appeared over time. And this is the whole basis of modern medicine is based on a monomorphic belief that this bacteria, this, this uh, virus is going to kill you and we need to get at it. Hmm. Well, it all started in the 1850s when Louis Pasteur succeeded in discrediting his own master, Professor B. Comp, because he had the financial and political support of Napoleon III, which B. Comp uh, had not. And I'm not sure I'm pronouncing his name. He was also a German a microbiologist and biologist and medical doctor. But Pasteur regarded all cells as chemical en entities. And he, Pasteur, you have to understand, this is the foundation of our modern scientific thought. All comes from Pasteur, the monomorphic belief that this bacteria, this organism creates disease. Hmm. And the basis of foundational work that I get exposed to in Europe is the fact that, no, that's not correct. And the history has proven it, and scientists have proven it time and time again, but it's been totally ignored that these organisms are pleomorphic. They change according to the environment. I see. So a bacteria can go into a viral form, degrade into a fungal form, and that's the natural process of life from birth to death. We decompose in a fungal form at the end. So decomp, um, uh, Dr. Endelin in Germany, these various microbiologists watched this over time. More astonishing, BCOM could prove that all organisms are pleomorphic, and he did this by letting his mi microbial cultures grow for years and observe them. This is scientific, without fixing them, while Pasteur stained chemically every organism, then distorting and killing them. In opposition to Pasteur, BCAM stated that in every microbial species there are different forms, such as viruses, bacteria, mycelia, and that all diseases should have three stages of development virus, bacteria, and mycosis, or fungal yeast. Huh. The views of B-Comp were rejected for political and economic reasons because this was not the Cartesian approach of medicine at the time. And already at the time, these views were destroying the credibility of vaccinations, which was really the, the, the crux of the, the facts of the matter. If we identify this problem and we can treat this problem, well, we have a renewable source of income with vaccines that we start to develop to, to counteract immunologically. Yeah. Why vaccines against bacteria disease when the microorganism will change in shape to viruses? I mean, that concept mm -hmm. is not money-making. Mm -hmm. I mean, how can you treat yeah, something that's point. a mysterious illness that disappears, reappears? Uh, I mean, how can you treat something like that? But that's what we're seeing now with the complexity of this program. And we step back, we look at history. In medical thought in China, it took 400 years sometimes for concepts beliefs, theories to be proven, disproven, tested. Change happened over hundreds of years. I see. You know, I so see. if we step back and look at modern medicine has been here, what, 
100, about 120 or so. 120 yeah. years. It's the new boy on the block. Hello. I mean, yeah. ancient traditions, 4,000 years. Now we've got antibiotics. I was introduced to them as a child, tetracycline. Well, now all my teeth were discolored when I started to formulate. They didn't realize their side effects. Oh, and that's one of them. You know, mm-hmm. so you get enamel problems. And, and so, but, you know, we got rid of your cold, you got your, your flu, but... You know, the old naturopathic schools of education is how to work with nature. I mean, you have an illness for a reason. It's not happening to you. It's happening for you, for your growth, for your immunological education, yeah. for, for your, your conscious uh, awareness changing because of, you know, you've experienced it, the colds and flus Absolutely. that we have now. Yeah. When you get a flu bug in your system and it goes into the nucleus of your cell and it starts replicating immediately, that's one of the, the effects of viruses, they re- we can start to reproduce immediately, or they'll lay dormant, or they can lay dormant from generation to generation, attenuated viruses and so forth and so on. What we're dealing with is very immunologically complex now as opposed to when I grew up and you and I got two or three vaccines. I mean, the immunological system was not stressed. Very different. Yes. Now it's very overwhelmed that we have very complex neurological diseases as a result of this 150-year Yes. Experiment. Yes. Because vaccinations don't equate to immunization. Mm-hmm. And this is the fallacy of the science. It hasn't been proven. And in fact, it's been proven that it actually weakens the immune, immunological system. And now we're replacing diseases uh, with other diseases that we're self-perpetuating. In my particular narrow point of view, but it's one that I've come to see and, and, and start to uh, uh, understand and realize when I, I started to approach the biological aspects of life, what's causing disease, well, it's consciousness. 100% of our conditions are in consciousness. Interesting, very interesting. So, but these microorganisms have consciousness. Yes. I can give a bacterial remedy in my office, and I can change a person's consciousness by doing an attenuated bacteria in a homeopathic diluted form, yeah. and it changes consciousness. And these are, quote, homeopathic, so I mean... There's nothing in them. I mean, you know, that's I mean, what people say. It's quackery. Yeah, you know, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. this has been, you know, this is where where the change is happening. So, but I want to step back and paint the broad picture of 150 years. It took 30 years to create superbugs. Where'd they come from? Nothing happens for no reason. Yeah. A sequential events that we can't, you know. Well, okay, did you have a reaction to the vaccine? No. Well, you've only charted for 48 hours. Yes. Okay, so, you know, no, no side How effects. do you know? Exactly. Okay, but six weeks later, oh, crib death. Uh, oh, some sort of side effect, uh, you know, but we're not charting that, and it's not documented, and it's not put in. No, it's not, because you go back to the office, and they say, well, we've never seen that before. That must be total coincidence. Could not be from us. <laughs> they, they just talk themselves out of it. You know, Even though they very well know that uh, there are side effects to anything you you inject in the body. These are very sincere people, and they're very committed. Yeah, to but what they're also doing. been told to say to, to give these standards. Well, answers. this is where big pharma comes in and the financial backing, and you know they were taken off the hook in 1996, I believe it was, with uh, President Reagan, or was it 86? Yeah, he was president then. What, in 86? 86. Yeah, and so the big pharma came because we're having all these lawsuits in the 80s. I mean, I have information from the Freedom of Information Act of when they got together, 
the organizations in regard to vaccines and how they're going to put them together. They knew about the Mirazol. They knew the effects of brain damage as a result of laboratory studies. But it's such a minuscule amount, and it's so expensive to do uh, multi-dose vaccines. Uh, I mean, single-dose vaccines as opposed to multi-dose, which you have preservatives and formaldehydes and different uh, uh, now aluminum phosphate, uh, various things that, uh, you know, over a period of time, if you look at it, a series of, uh, you know, MMR or DPT, and the amount they get them, you know, at three months, six months, 12 months, 14, well, all that little minute amount of aluminum phosphate yes. or, or thimerosal that was in, well, it's in the flu vaccine. You can see it for sure. It's labeled right there. It's, they haven't changed that. They have to have something that preserves something. I mean, the Canadians yeah. have made a spoof of the vaccine yeah. program a long time ago, but I see that... The amount of vaccines that we're doing over 34 to 36 per child here in the United States doesn't equate to health, meaning that if you look at other countries that do very little vaccine, three to six with Sweden, uh, uh, Switzerland, Spain, uh, Japan, and they do it later on, their health is one, two, three in the world. We're at 38. What's happening here? And our death rate is actually going down. This is a very alarming to the medical profession. I mean, we die sooner. That's what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, we're dying the, li- sooner. the life extension has gotten shorter. Yeah, and there's more cancer in children and more leukemia in children than ever before. Yeah. Uh, so what's going on here? I mean, we are a result of the environment, mm-hmm. number one. So, I mean, the environment is toxic. We are a result of that, and we are a result of our habituated patterns of, of, of eating, drinking, lifestyle. I mean, this all contributes because health has to do with you know, what you're totally dedicated your life to, nutrition. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. getting healthy foods with nutrients in them that support you. Number one, food is air. So quality of air, and that's been diminishing air in the planet. It has. It's been measured scientifically. Then water, number two food in the body, very uh, necessary for vitality and health and transferring everything. We're 90, 80% water. Yes. And then number three, the minerals key element that's not in the nutrition in the soil um, and and we've done research and what's exciting is things are changing Mm -hmm. they're changing because people are becoming aware and empowered and this is the paradigm shift that we see occurring here uh in uh modern medicine meaning that they've covered over smoke and mirrors all the 80s the results of the dpt mmr uh, autistic spectrum disorder, anybody that sticks their head out. And I I know microbiologists, 30 years, past years, the Institute coming and speaking in regard to the warning signs of what we're doing to the immunological system with these foreign protein substances, mm-hmm. attenuated viruses that then when you combine three of them, you have a different uh, uh, amalgamation of how immunological response. Interesting. Is this yeah. scientist? Are we studying the immunological? I mean, we get a lymphocytic override. So when we introduce smallpox, all of a sudden there was a rise of leukemia. Interesting. You know, and so we replace one disease with another. I mean, and this has been charted historically. And even this whole recent outbreak of measles here, for instance, um, really disturbing. But I mean, it was predicted 30 years ago. That this 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 is a result of the the vaccine program. Very over thirty five years ago, there was a Dr. Duperat of the Great St. Louis Hospital in Paris. He wrote in the medical press on March twelfth, nineteen fifty five, vaccines trigger an explosion of leukemia. 
I mean, wow. these are the medical doctors observing what it is they're doing. 1955. Back in 1955. Wow, 64 years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so, I mean, there's been voices uh, one after another in regard to, you know, the whole false claims of pharmaceutical companies, uh, the smoke and mirrors, you know, just to promote this various uh, uh, idea and concept of, of past years. And, but, you know, this, that's where I see the real crux of, of, of now we're catching up because, I mean, Orthodox medical society, they were brought up as the gods of authority. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been challenged challenged and challenged over the years originally i look at my life i just had an interest oh this is fascinating acupuncture oh oh this is a whole different way of working oh disease illness pain there was blockages in the body this is fascinating energetic science there's a there's a whole science of energy i talked to the medical schools up at msu and it's like till you walk through the door of perception understand what i uh, i see what i feel and what it is we're, we're doing here, you can't really understand because it's based on energy. So that's the major shift is we're starting to look at energetic sciences. The Germans, yeah, Dr. Yeah, Vol yeah. was crucial. He could electrically measure the acupuncture points. Is oh, we're right? getting scientific. Wow. So once we start to measure the points and we see some are excess, some are deficient, oh, we can start to see, well, is that related to this meridian related to that organ. Oh, now we're starting to see imbalances in the energetic chi flow in the body. Uh, we can start to diagnose this. Oh, and we have sympathetic resonance from the science of homeopathy. That's how laid foundations. I mean, what's really happening is that we are coming to a crux. We're coming when you have two pressures pushing against. One has to relax a little bit, and then all of a sudden we're both going in the same direction. Mm. And that's what's happening right now with this conflict. I mean, originally acupuncture, go ahead. Oh, one minute, what? Mm-hmm. Uh, originally acupuncture was labeled as quackery. Didn't work. Doctors hired Koreans, measured the points. I mean, put point uh, uh, markers on the points. They would stick the needles in. We know about needles. And so originally it didn't work. Well, you have to understand, you, we don't use hypodermic needles. We're not cutting the skin. I'm putting in a... Uh, needles pushing tissue aside. I'm trying to tap into a resource of energy. Oh, all of a sudden something's tugging on the needle. What is that? Oh, chi, chi flow. Okay, I can stimulate this to the right. We got to take a short break. Dissipate it from the left. Okay. Hold on, a thought, folks. We'll be right back. Uh, stay tuned, please. Dr. Thomas Sexton. We'll be right back. I think you already picked up during this first introduction. 20 minutes that he talked that there is much more to a disease than just the ache or pain that we feel. And Dr. Sexton's with his 43 years of work in the healing arts, he will look for a possible cause of the problem. Now, when he finds a cause, he may suggest to you that there are certain things you need to do to step back, to observe, to, uh, to, to, how do you say it, internalize, and then move forward. Now, some people don't want to take that path. They don't want to, well, many of them actually don't want to take that path because it means work. And we would just like to have one little treatment and get it all taken care of. Uh, it doesn't work that way in, in health and healing in the long run. And we uh, will continue to talk about it and also about 
things that Dr. Sexton has discovered in his 43 years of work plus in the healing arts? How? Uh, what are some of the things that he feels have really improved, have really been for the better, uh, but also things that he really feels have really started damaging the health of the uh, the American people, for one, and around the world, too. So thanks so much, Dr. Sexton, sure, for being sure. here. I mean, part of uh, the excitement of all of this is the change that is occurring um, on a planetary level, on an energetic level. I mean, we are being amped up. I mean, if you just look at the scientific studies with the Earth's magnetic resonances, 7.32 hertz should be normal. But we're, we're oscillating at 34, spiking to 64 at different times. So the electromagnetic field of the Earth is, is changing. We have to adapt. We are a result of the environment, so we have to adapt. What took 10 days of detoxification of whether it's heavy metals or NDD yeast in the 80s, that was a big deal. Uh, what took 10 days now takes 30 days, 60 days, you know, 120 days to, to debug the system. And what what is the big bugaroo, the X factor, is stress. How do we manage stress? Mm-hmm. You know, that that's the big thing and, and get to a, a point of what is it we're looking for? I mean, you're so caught up with trying to, you know, get the bills paid, work, take care of the kids. You know, get them educated, got to get them to daycare, cost more than a college education. Yeah. I mean, a lot of stress. Yes. Okay, and, and the way American society works, I mean, I had the last step, uh, Michael Moore's movie on what country should we invade next. I mean, he takes all the American concepts, he sees how they've been applied in Europe and different countries to a very beneficial effect to society, but we don't apply them here in the United States as far as criminal justice you know, the, the, the penal system, the war on drugs, uh, birth control, um, uh, banking systems, uh, how they're regulated in Iceland, for instance. They're all, the ones that survived the, the bank crash were run by women, more conservative investors. The other ones that were rampant, uh, you know, pushing the paradigm run by men. They used American laws. They used American judicial system to prosecute them. They ended up in prison. And we went through our banking crisis here, and they used all the American principles to do that. Uh, we sent one guy to jail, and he happened to be Muslim, and he was the cause of the, the whole economic downturn. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's kind yeah. of ludicrous, but this is, this is kind of the society. So stress, how we manage stress, big issue. How that works neurologically, physiologically, uh, 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 lymphocytically in the body as far as your immune system. In the last century, we've, we've had bacterial diseases. That's what I grew up with, the tetracycline. Uh, that's what I, I opted to when I was in Indonesia, and I had a, a burn on my calf. I went to tetracycline antibiotics. They're readily available. Um, my common uh, innate knowledge was to go in the water because I grew up in Cape Cod, mm-hmm. and the water was always healing. You know, Whenever I had a burn, I had a, a wound, I'd always go in the water. Well, there... Fear came in. I'm in a foreign country. Well, it's polluting, raw sewage in the water. You'll yeah. get, you know, really. So this fear element came in, and yes. so I didn't follow my natural intuition. And so it was the beginning of the breakdown of my immunological system. Because when you take antibiotics, as we've seen over the last 30 years, it doesn't kill the, the bacteria. It changes its form. This is the work from Europe, Dr. Endelin's work, uh, the biological nature, not only of of Dr. Endelin, but Dr. Virginia Livingston Wheeler here yeah. in the U.S. Yeah. She did a lot of studies on this. Uh, Dr. Alan Cantwell, um, they, tra- tra- they traced all cancers to a tuberculosis of Koch or the TB, 
in, in, in 50 different published articles they could show without a, any ambiguity, uh, any doubt that this TB or BCG was pleomorphic and that it could be seen in, in scleroderma, in cancer, in leukemia, and even to Carposi sarcoma in these various conditions. But we've gone from the bacterial cycle <coughs> uh, now to a, a viral uh, with now with the pollution by vaccines and antibiotics, we see viral and fungal diseases on the fore, and they started to show in the 80s, uh, the whole thing with the yeast connection. You know, that was a big deal. Um, and I was working in the East Coast in a multidisciplined office. I had an osteopathic um, neurosurgeon. Uh, we had uh, three medical uh, trained uh, dental uh, physicians. Yeah, um, dentist, dentist, yeah, and then uh, we had an anesthesiologist, a IV person, cranial sacral person. We were doing an integrated, trying to somehow how can we bring the best of both worlds? Because we have sincere people on both sides of the fence here. In yes. quote, allopathic medicine, uh, the orthodox medicine, <coughs> but then we have complementary, alternative, and all these things have happened. But what's so exciting is that. We snuck in. Yeah. Oh, we got under the radar. Oh, we had licensing in New Mexico for acupuncturists, 3,000 hours training. We had schools set up. Already, we're moving in on the territory, the piece of pie, the economic. All of a sudden, oh, UCLA wants to do a weekend course of physicians only. Oh, but we've already had established laws. So acupuncture, we're now licensed in 50 states in the union. Yeah. So this is a big that's change. Excellent. Yeah. That's yeah. So what is this quote alternative, which is actually traditional medicine? What what part does that play in regard to ortho? I mean, they tried to amalgamate this situation with acupuncture clinics and hospitals and Shadak Medical Center in Boston when uh, Hillary Clinton was doing the Home Health Care Act. Her, her dad was getting acupuncture for a heart disease. Um, how can we incorporate this into a medical? You know, I mean, there's there's all about legal, you know, uh, 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 um, framework as far as liability. You know, anesthesiologists are probably the only ones who could use acupuncture, but we're not open to that because of the main frame of we're a threat. And and it's really interesting to go on the webpage and look at some of these quackery watch, you know, by medical doctors, you know, because this started with Culpepper in the defense of the elderly that they're getting, you know, sold snake venom and oils and, you know, being, you know, he was the staunch believer, God bless his soul for the elderly and stood them. And he was a powerful force in, in the Congress at the time. But, you know, acupuncture was part of that quackery bill with, you know, stones and gems and. Good morning, caller. Thanks for joining the program. Can you please turn the radio down, if that is the case, in the background, because it makes a lot of extra noise. Good morning to you. What's your name, please? Not me, not me. Not no, you. I, not I you? Much I know the radios don't uh, don't go with these uh, calls. Uh, yeah, let, let's take a look at uh, something in the health food movement itself. Uh, Yesterday, I was at an Ascension service for the dyed-in-the-wool health food advocate. Uh, so it's the type of group that doesn't just believe in reincarnation, but that we can go into an Ascension state. So the uh, person that uh, uh, we were there for was a dyed-in-the-wool vegan, and he wouldn't settle for anything less than live food, usually, and he did die in his mid-70s, and that's about the average age of the American male's uh, death. And the modern 
the moderator said he was constantly in search of chlorophyll and chlorophyll-rich foods, uh, probably more than anyone uh, she had seen. Is it possible that this heavy, heavy diet of chlorophyll actually stimulated the growth of the three tumors that finally did him in, or, or should I <laughs> give him the, the opportunity to pursue his ascension path? Uh, well, uh, so your question is, do I have a crystal ball and can see into the to the situation, the past records, and what caused? I mean, it's it's usually not just one thing. It's an uh, accumulation. From my perspective, my studies, my research, and mostly in Europe in the biological medical field, you know, cancer takes 23, 27 years to, to develop in the body. We inherited uh, from our parents, um, you know, certain complexes for the placental blood. And so my work... Uh, became fascinating, although brought up in Chinese medical paradigm in Europe. I mean, being exposed to live blood, being exposed to the, the, the concept of fibrogenic nature of blood and the drying and what you could see from it. And they, they are open-minded because of the homeopathic uh, background, herbology background in all the villages, apotheques in Germany. So, I mean, they're more open-minded. So they did a lot of research. They loved doing research, but they kept it all very secular, meaning I'd have to go every year to Baden-Baden in Germany getting uh, uh, translators, we'd have to have these specialists come back. I mean, they're they're curing people by just giving them a little metal disc to wear two hours a day, but took all the information from their biological uh, system energetically and translated and transpired the different frequencies and just would give them through Medtronics, you know, uh, uh, some sort of... And he took 10 incurable diseases, 10 cases, and he cured them by just every week he would give them a new plate to wear for two hours. I mean, so where does that fit into the modern medical paradigm as far as cure energetically? I mean, so this stuff is going on over there. They're doing photon light therapy. They're doing hypothermic uh, evaluations in order to to, to pick out a tumor before it manifests. You can see the heat changes in the breast branchial uh, actually prior to a metastasizing. So they wanted to really get into a preventive medicine. And the only way they could do that is to try to diagnose the discrepancies before they happen. And that's on an energetic level. That's why I say Dr. Vol's work in, in electrodiagnostic tools of acupuncture was based on the Chinese medical paradigm. Um, but as far as your friend, uh, you know, an ascension process, if you can take that ascension, okay, and you take yourself out of time, because we're talking about stress and the effect on the nervous system. If you can put yourself into the future, you've already accomplished all you have to do. Let's do it in a very specific situation today. Okay, you have all these things you think you got to do, whatever. I want you to take a step back, take a deep breath, and feel like they've already been done. All of that's been done. You take a breath. You accept the fact that you've done it all already today, and now I can go about the day in peace without the struggle against time. When you make your ascension, you're out of time and space. You're in a different dimension. I mean, I love, you know, the mystics that come. Uh, I mean, but look at how we treated them. Look at when Yogananda came here to the United States, what happened to him and how they blackballed him, and he was... No, he was sincere. He was pure. He said he never wanted to come back here. This is a hostile place. You know, I mean, they didn't greet him too well. And so how do we deal with these spiritual leaders? Well, I mean, crucified Jesus. I mean, uh, this this is what's going on here, you know, on the spiritual level. Uh, you can look at it from many different levels, and you can get into the whole conspiratorial 
aspects of light and dark and so forth, but I'd just like to go with the fact that we have to blend with our environment, blend with these conditions, and this is the major foundational work of Dr. Endelin, proven by Dr. Livingston Wheeler, other people that these organisms are pleomorphic. Um, they confirmed 130 years ago that because strains of bacteria are pleomorphic, a disease always reappears in another form when the environment changes, and that the different forms are reversible, and you can break them down, and we can reverse this whole process. When I see a patient, they get diagnosed with leukemia. Okay, they get diagnosed with uh, um, fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue, uh, MS, Parkinson's. Oh, cause unknown. Right. I mean, here we got NIH, and I'm not going to, you know, but I mean, they got $45 billion a year, 22,000 employees to cure disease over 20 years, cause of cancer. Well, diet might have something to do with it. Where are we with all of this? We're paying for it. And actually, we're paying for all the side effects of all their bad medicine as well. I hate to tell you, but, you know, they had to put a cap on it. And this is what I was just getting to before we ended our last little segment with Reagan, is that he agreed with the pharmaceutical companies that, okay, we're going to put a cap on the limit as far as the the lawsuits that were coming up because they couldn't produce the vaccines. They threatened not to produce any more vaccines. And they got a carte blanche A-OK, $200,000 cap for all side effects. This is the taxpayers are paying for it. So the pharmaceutical companies got off the hook. They're not responding. There's nobody checking balances. They're their own bosses. Sorry, Daniel, you got something else to say? Yeah, 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 I'm still here waiting with bated breath. Uh, Now, uh, don't forget the question was uh, now. The chlorophyll. uh, uh, Chlorophyll is supposed to be. Uh, the blood of the plant, very similar to human blood. Right. So the question is, uh, do you think that uh, chlorophyll can be overused in the human system and have adverse effects, or is it uh, <laughs> well, something here that, uh, it's that a general? This is with? this is a, a, an issue I've had for a long time. With you get a little bit of a good thing, and then we just want to go hog wild. The same, I mean, if we could do small, I mean, the concept of vaccines is a, a good one, but if we did it in attenuated smaller forms and, and microdosing or whatever, I mean, we wouldn't have the uh, antagonistic responses that we get from the powerful protein attenuated grown on kidney of a monkey or lamb and all that other stuff, even human uh, uh, stuff. But to answer your question, anything you do in excessive, can throw the body's chemistry and pHs off. And this is where I have an academy of internal terrain that out of my website you can join. I teach about the remedies, teach about uh, how to use the remedies to modulate the terrain. It's not about killing or chasing bugs. It's about enhancing the internal environment. When you displace the hemoglobin with the chlorophyll and you keep cleansing and cleansing, I'm sure it has an effect, but you know what else are they doing? What's going on in their mind? How are they interacting with their community, with their family? Are they connected? Are they disconnected? Are they using the diet in an extreme form? Like if you get into fasting, sometimes you get you feeling so good and cleansing that you can go off the limb without support and crash. I mean, I've seen that in fruitarianism, um, where the, the body starts consuming its own proteins. I mean, you can take anything to the extreme, and it, it causes an imbalance. 
So, I mean, the Chinese medical paradigm is harmony. So we got to find a balance with all things, whether, you know, you can have too much water, you can have not enough water, you can have too much of a good thing. Um, You know, they do a little uh, rife therapy, but then they want to cure themselves of everything they do too much. It overloads the system. So the art of healing is balancing the detoxification with enhancement and working with the body to amalgamate these various disease entities. And what was so beautiful about Enderlin's work is that he developed remedies that went into the life cycles of bacteria and fungal forms and broke down what was non-toxic to begin with or symbiotic in the body has because the pH in the small intestine change has become pathological. It's eating, defecating, creating toxins, which create inflammation. That inflammation then creates degeneration. So Dr. Endelin would then bring in a remedy. Oh, neutralize these toxic forms of candida yeast. Bring them into homeostasis again. All of a sudden, there's no cause for the inflammation. These bugs aren't creating problems. They, they want to survive. They're going to adapt. This is what nature does. We're always adapting we just got a big dose of uh, Fukushima radiation back in May, what, uh, four years ago, five yeah, years yeah, ago? Yeah, exactly. And I was seeing in my office all these recurrent colds and flus, and it was like the body's adapting to this new wave of toxicity that it hadn't experienced before. But the body adapts. That's the main thing that we are going to survive here regardless, but how we adapt and how we act as human beings as a result of all these toxins affecting our brains, affecting our neurological system, and affecting how we act, you know, how, how emotionally we feel. Well, I, I also want to add to that, yes, the body adapts, but from what base do we start? What, what, what state is our body in when certain changes ha- uh, are demanded of the body, when the body has to adjust to change to radiation, for example, with the Fukushima, what state were you in at the time that it happened? So to me, it takes it back to uh, people becoming more responsible. We have a body that was given to us. We have, this is not a, this is not, this is a privilege. This is a right. This is a gift that we have received and we have a responsibility to take care of it. Uh, If we don't, then we probably become more and more susceptible to certain diseases from the environment. But if we, we, we do what we can, and I understand Daniel's question when he says chlorophyll is really good, so take, can chlorophyll be too much? I hear your answer. Well, if you do too much, of course, you know, excess is not good. Can we find a balance in that diet? If you talk about fruitarians or strict vegans, I often find that vegans, they snack all day. They, they're not eating decent meals most of the time. They're, they're trying to figure out how they, can, how they can suppress their hunger. And so what they eat is none of it is animal product, but they, there is no balance in the diet either. They, they usually are lacking proteins and good fats because they want to be skinny. They want to feel healthy, so-called. When you're skinny, you're healthy. There is a misconcept in people's mind about what true health is. It is, it's much more, that's why it is good to have blood work done on a regular basis, to come to you and look at life blood analysis, the dark field microscope that you use in your work, to have an understanding about what state is your body in and why are we so susceptible to diseases, disorders, et cetera, et cetera. I agree with you. It comes down to what is the base and the base is our body that we hold 
the mind and the con- and the consciousness in and the emotions how are we how are we dealing with those kind of energies in the physical body and how much of that is in a state that we can handle challenges as they happen in our life be it through uh, pollution be it through dirty water be it through uh, food that is maybe toxic or that is molding or whatever whatever um, a lot of it has to do with do we understand as you mentioned earlier consciousness do we understand the the tremendous gift we have received with this body and do we understand that part of what we're doing is being responsible for what we have have been given and not just throw it away well and it boils down to putting your hands on your heart taking deep breath and just feeling the love for yourself yeah self-love yeah self-nurturing um you look for other people other circumstances outside of yourself to do it for you um your disappointments the 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 failures so you have to come back to self-love number one we have to stop. Okay. Number two is we have to stop. I'm sorry. <laughs> we got to go, folks. Dr. Thomas Sexton, we will be right back. I always enjoy, you know, you go all over the place, but you bring it all together, and that's what I what I truly like. Working on it. You are working. Yeah, you're working <laughs> in small circles and in large circles. Uh, at some point, it takes a while before you get back to where you started, but... Uh, uh, along the way, I always learn a lot of things while you're exp- expanding well, your circle. Well, that's the way Chinese medicine works. It's really frustrating at first as a Westerner coming. You want everything linear yeah. and you want everything built on a foundation. Well, in Chinese medicine, you just got to walk the circle. Yes. And you keep walking the circle and it keeps changing. And it's it's, it's a whole different paradigm of mm. a way of thinking. Yes. Because it's not based on, I mean, it's based on function. I mean, there is no nervous system in Chinese medicine. But we're, 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 we're talking about functional medicine, really, in the true sense of the word. I see. Uh, you know, as far as, well, you have pain, you have a blockage. Very simple. Yes. Uh, the beauty of, of what I do in observation in the blood is that I'll, that I'll see a crystallization. This is the, the work that Dr. Uh, Eagleson brought in, the messages in the blood, the holographic nature of the blood, the blood being such a sanctified substance, you know, that's getting assaulted on a regular basis, you know, I mean, for many years, I could call it religious belief, I could call it personal belief, you know, but in any case, the blood is a, a, a non-sterile, I mean, there's bacterial forms, viral forms, it's not a sterile in, environment, it's, it's, not. it's a living entity, no, I see. Uh-huh. and that's, what, I've had medical doctors come into my office looking what I'm doing, um, Dr. Aju down in uh, Jackson Hole, I had a practice there for many years, worked with a lot of people in Jackson Hole, learned a tremendous amount over my 40 years. I've learned everything from my patients. If I didn't understand something, you know, for many years I had every single patient came in and been physically abused, emotionally abused. I mean, how do you deal with that? You know, how do you heal, you know, work into that? So, I mean, all of my patients have taught me, you know, and spurred me and, and, and look a little deeper and try to find some answers. And so it wasn't until I had these basic concepts of classical homeopathy. I mean, I started out doing massage work, um, recovering from my own illness. Then I went into acupuncture, learned classical homeopathy, uh, and, and then saw where they were falling to the wayside because now it's not working. We have too many toxins in our environment. We're not a clean white page anymore. We're a complex set of conditions. It's yes. a disease condition. Yes. So you throw a homeopathic in there and only get so much result. Why? 
So I started to look into uh, bioenergetic testing, Vega testing, and find out why. Uh, and well, they have candida yeast, so they got heavy metals, they got parasitic stuff. I got to remove all that. Then I give them a classical homeopathy. Oh, everything's working. You know, we clean up all this yes. crap. It is supposed so, to work, but in today's environment, it's not always working that quickly. No, because we have won. so many yeah. complex uh, uh, conditions and chemicals. Well, and how many people are willing to take that, to accept that it's going to be a journey for them to take? Well, I do want to say that uh, we have a call on hold. Okay. Um, real quick, Dr. Sexton's website, if you have a moment, go check it out. Read more about his own story. 43 years in the healing fields, uh, he started his Blue Sky Healing Arts Center in 1976, BlueSkyHealingArtsCenter.com and the telephone number to get an appointment with him is 522-9733 406-522-9733 Good morning, caller. Thanks for waiting. Your name, please. How can we help you? Uh, good morning, Jacobus. This is Steve-O. Hey, Steve-O. Good morning. Good morning, Dr. Sexton. Uh, Hi, Steve-O. Yeah, you guys touched briefly. I wanted you to expound upon something that... Uh, Absolutely. You briefly touched on, and that was the energy coefficient of various foods. I I noticed that uh, just in passing, you know, the little bit of research I've done, that foods that have the greatest electrical charge are those that uh, would cause um, the ionic differential interface to be the most profound, seem to be among those that are most antioxidant, anti-carcinogenic, and have overall the the greatest healing capacity. Correct. Could you explain, please, the science behind that and why that is? And I'll listen to your response. And, and once again, uh, thank you for the time, Jacobus. Uh, uh, thank you, Steve. conversation. Yeah, it's fun, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is. Well, <laughs> thanks for listening. Well, let me go back. You, you bet. Bye-bye. Let me go back oh, to a yeah. couple concepts in regard to diet and food because it's a big deal, and I don't spend a lot of time with diet and food, meaning that, okay, you want to eliminate things. And what I found, you can't eat your way to heaven. I mean, vegetarian in 18 years, Paul McCarthy's wife's breast cancer. Okay, she was a vegetarian in 18 years. Mike, uh, Misha Kushi's wife had gonological cancer. She's a macrobiotic. Um, and so what's going on here? I mean, Ozawa, Ozawa, the... Uh who brought George, modern, George Ozawa, yeah. uh, the modern father of, no, the father of modern macrobiotics died of cancer because part of it, they smoked. And they, they like to smoke. They like to smoke because that would make them young, yin-yang. Well, this yin. is the uh, the ar- arrogance of the ego, you know, That's thinking right. it can be control and control of these forces yeah. in the in the universe. And, you know, you inherit, this is the, the, the whole work of Dr. Endelin is that you inherit you know, through the blood, through your 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 uh, placenta, uh, you know, you inherit a lot of information genetically that you've chosen. If you look at the metaphysical aspect of it, you know, like Matt Kahn, who's a empath, a, a medical intuitive, lead records, helps people get get in tune with their feelings, uh, open things up. We look at metaphysical aspects of disease. You know, I mean, food. If you have a liver that's functioning at 80, 90%, you can eat dirt and get nutrition from it. I'm sorry. But if you have a liver that's functioning at 20% and compromised with toxins and it's got lesions from alcohol, drug, tobacco use, whatever, and you put in all the best nutrition, thousands of dollars, you can't even utilize that potential. Um, So the liver is really the key organ in metabolizing all of these things. I can't. 
uh, 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 try to portray the scientific nutritional, because we don't know really in detail how all that biochemistry works and how that works with your mood and how that works. Your liver already has an intelligence of what you're going to eat the day before you even eat it. It knows your patterns better than you do. I mean, this is the beautiful work of uh, Anthony Williams. I mean, he really took a lot of sh- weight off my shoulders when his book came out on on Lyme's disease and Epstein-Barr and, and the attenuation of viruses and what's happened since the un- inclusion of Epstein-Barr and the, I mean, it, it created all sorts of chaos in the body that we're still, you know, dealing with. And he brought to light in 26 pages from his, his perspective. But I always thought it was quite, um, you know, detrimental to me to use antibiotics for two years to treat Lyme's disease. Does that make any sense to cross the blood barrier and that's the only thing that's going to cure you? Well, that's a whole other story. But to answer your question, as far as the superfoods, the, the concentrated foods, you're best eating what's local, what you can be guaranteed of, because the food industry is rampant with, okay, whether it's the honey industry, garlic industry. I mean, uh, it's... It, it's really interesting to watch on Netflix some of the documentaries on food, on cow, chicken production, cattle, what's in the foods, you know, and the vaccine thing in the foods and the contamination of foods and what Hormones. you're getting. The only way you can assure what you're getting is grow it yourself, get it local, uh, the water, the sources, you know, those things are very healthy with the environment. But as far as the how the superfoods work, I mean, I, I spend most of my uh culinary intake i mean i use chinese herbs uh in my cooking i use chinese herbs in in most of my supplements i use whole foods that way in specific herbal formulas that are are designed you know uh with uh, hundreds of years of tradition behind them as far as the effect and how it supports the uh, immunological system how it supports the organ systems so i use a lot of chinese herbs uh, and they can be classified as superfoods uh, we were just listening to an ad on Chunga. Uh, Chaga. Chaga. You know, it's a Russian. Um, but if you look at the growth, it's very similar to how cancer grows in the body. Same with mistletoe. It feeds off a lot of organisms. So, I mean, is there a homeopathic symbiotic relationship? In Chinese medicine, Taoism, we learn from observation. Oh, we see a body coming down the Mekong River, but it's face up. Oh, that he died from a yin disease. Oh, oh, oh. so he, now his head's down and he's floating in the river. Oh, he must have died from a yang disease. <laughs> I mean, okay, for out of the one comes the yin and yang, and out of the yin and yang comes the five elements, and then we have the emotional you know, uh, practice of acupuncture. It's a fascinating subject of just treating the points in gourd to uh, the five elements. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And emotional with, to this, you know, because there's no separation. The mind, this is where modern science has disconnect. Oh, you go to that specialist, this specialist. We don't put it together with a person. I mean, I spend an hour and a half with my patient because I want to get to know everything about them. Huh. I mean, oh, what's going on? What's you know? Because you're a result of your habituated patterns. We've got to unravel this disease. Has a logical sequence of events that create it, and we un- have to unwind it. And oh, this was a psychological trauma, age fourteen, yeah. right when your menstrual cycle was starting. Yeah. Oh, this threw off your whole rhythm and balance and how becoming a woman and, and, and embodying that. You know, and, and it, all of a sudden shock trauma from outside yeah. suppressing all of that yeah. disease comes from outside in healing comes from inside out all western drug medications are suppressive okay they're side effects 
many of which you don't see immediately. They're long-term. I think I've read materials in regard to a dose of 15 days of antibiotics. Okay, has a 15-year shelf life in your body. You take certain antibiotics, they're known to rot out your cartilage, known to to have Achilles tendon tears, you know, as a a result of taking certain antibiotics for pneumonia. Um, And so we are now waking up. Physicians are waking up that... They're not handing out antibiotics anymore. This is one of the big changes. You think so? Oh, 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 yeah. Well, I don't know who you're talking about. Well, they're uh, they're, they're holding back. <laughs> I mean, because it doesn't work for viral illnesses. Well, that's and why we have from, so many digestive issues uh, coming up right now. And uh, but we had 30 years of antibiotic use for bacterial problems, and now we have all these viral problems. I see. I mean, that's what you're talking how, about. I mean, when I grew up, what was it? We we had oh, all of a sudden a Hong Kong flu came in. Okay, you know, I'm six years old, Hong Kong flu. Then we had Singapore, we blame it on the Asians, you know, I mean, uh, and then we had SARS, HIV, mono, hantavirus, AIDS, a variant boot, Ebola, West Nile, herpes, SV40, shingles, all of these, I mean, I didn't hear about all of those things when I grew up. I mean, all these are the recent evolution over the last 20 years of all these viral things happening. So guess what comes after the viral phase? The fungal phase. So cancers, leukemias, you know, the Hodgkin's lymphomas. I mean, uh, so there's a logic behind this process, but if you look at 50 years, a shot in the dark, Harris Coulter, classical homeopath research documents the effects of vaccines long-term in society and the violent aggressive irritation to the meninges of the brain and how you act that out is in a violent impulse reaction. When my daughter at six months old got a polio uh, uh, a vaccine, within 24 hours she's acting out aggressively. I've never seen that behavior before. Because huh. it was irritating something in her lymphocytic, you know, in the brain and the meninges, you know, is how I interpreted it, you know, because yeah. I hadn't seen that behavior before. Huh. Oh, so what's going on here? There's an irritation to the system. But we're getting these constant irritations all the time. So comes back to the only thing you control is inside of you. So stress. Yes. All yes. the so you have to go to the the mystics, the 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 you know Satguru is great. He has a course four days inner engineering how to take control of what's inside of you. That's the only thing you can control. Control is an illusion. You think you can control your outside environment, have it all safe and you get it all, you're all stressed out, cleaning up the house, getting everything organized. Now you can relax. Well, how about just sit back? I don't have to be anywhere. I don't have to do anything. The universe has got it covered. Let's just take a breath. Mm-hmm. Number one, food, air. Okay, I just received all the information I need for the day. I took a breath. I got life. Okay, after that, I'll drink some water. I got life. So the closest longevity diet is close to starvation. We huh. die from our own endogenous mm. toxicities of mm. biochemical. I mean, you eat fruit on top of your meal, so it all ferments there. You can create fermentation, uh, per putrefaction. Well, guess what? When you have a fire, the firemen show up. When you have that, uh, a disease decay situation, the bacteria show up. They didn't cause it. They're consuming. They don't live on live cells. They live on dead cells. So bacteria do well, not really, have... By the way, it's really interesting that you say that because many people, when we get sick, we really don't feel like eating. There's actually, you may not eat for a day or two, and mm-hmm. then you slowly get into the chicken broth, and then you start working your strength well, same back with up. You, like any dog, any animal, they'll just 
you know, they won't eat. They'll eat some grass, chlorophyll, you know, cleanse themselves, you know, but they, they, they just, yeah, hunker down. They yeah. just retreat because your body's going into shock withdrawal. You know, you need to hydrate your system. Uh, uh, but how do you process these viral entities? Because they can, they can be latent in the system. That's another. They either start to proliferate or they can just infect and then quietly go about their business. Guess what? Two generations. Two generations. Then all of a sudden they come to life, yeah. given the right environment. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. It's all about terrain. So your mouth wants to be alkaline, stomach acid. Small intestine alkaline, large intestine acid. Uterus, acid. So, I mean, when that biochemical imbalance happens, then the organisms change. What was naturally occurring in a symbiotic relationship is now dysbiotic, and it's creating inflammation because of the defecation of toxins that they eat, and they defecate the bacteria, the viruses, the parasites, the amoeba, very common. But those toxins then are poisons. Those poisons create inflammation. That inflammation creates degeneration. So how do you enter into that picture and start to change the dynamic? That's the great observation of looking at live blood because you can see what cycle they're in, viral, bacterial. How do we enter into this picture, start to move it in a better direction? Mm -hmm. Okay, oh, we add minerals to alkalize the small intestine. Oh, then we've got healthy bacteria. They don't have to change. They don't have to adapt to the constant coffee, sugar, soda pop, cigarettes, alcohol, the acids that are depleting the small intestine. We've got pancreatic disease. We've got imbalances chemicals from insecticides, pesticides, all this affects. And the beauty of understanding is that there's logic behind this. It's not just random stuff. I mean, all of this has an effect in the body, our environment. So how can we maintain our sense of humanity, you know, being assaulted on so many different levels? Well, the only thing you have to do is go within first, learn how to breathe, just anchor your chi, anchor your energy, once you start to breathe and you start to internalize, oh, I have feelings. I don't like this person. I'm irritated. Oh, well, let's honor that irritation. Why am I? I mean, we start to look, and that's where we're coming in the evolution. What I see where we go to the doctors, they know what's best. This other stuff is just quackery, but, you know, whether it's colonics, diet. I mean, I doc worked with Dr. Ann Wigmore in the raw food, did colonics for many years, studied with a naturopath. Did, he developed his own system, gravity flow, because, I mean, this is just a tube that runs through our body from the stomach, the esophagus, the stomach, the small That's intestine. Right. It's officially it, outside. And, the yeah, until, and so the interaction is right there in the mucosa. That's key. Your immunological system right in that small intestine, the T and B cells, are manufactured, the payers patches in the throat, in the appendix, you know, which is not a useless organ, by the way. Yeah. Uh, you know, oh, we'll take it out while we're in there because it's just useless. No, it's still creating bile. It's neutralizing poisons. It's there to protect you. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's there it was given a reason, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, but in any case, you know, we're learning a lot. Our arrogance in controlling nature um, is backfiring on us, and it always will. You think we can con control and dominate when it's changing. And that's the gorilla nature of, okay, monomorphic, this disease, bacteria is creating that disease, will kill it. Mm -hmm. But that's not what's happening. Yeah. It's changing. It's metamorphically changing and coming back more resistant. you got to do the antibiotic again six weeks later. Okay, and then there's more long-term. And then we've gone from bacterial to a viral because mm -hmm. of the environment. Mm -hmm. The acid's in the small intestine. You know, the stomach acids aren't strong enough, so it's not killing the parasites coming in. You're on a vegetarian diet, your hydrochloric acid goes down. Um, you can, I mean, a vegetarian, we eat way too much protein, in my estimation, as far as kidney 
congestion and so forth and so on. Well, We're, I don't know what is too much. Uh, personally, I think that... It uh, is personally. Yeah, it is personal. And because depending, I think it depends what you demand from your body. If you physically demand a lot, uh, my understanding is that science has shown that from every cell, uh, all the activities that are happening inside a cell, uh, about 60% depends on amino acids. Now, how we get those amino acids, that's another story. But I, I think just to keep the cell going, there is a lot of need for amino acids. And I, I think that um, we automatically, if we were to learn how to to eat the fats, eat the proteins, and therefore give the cell 85% of the nutrients it needs, there will be less cravings for the carbohydrates and the sugars and all that stuff that, uh, that, that many uh, that is part of a large large group of the American people. Uh, they just constantly snack, and they constantly want to have something carbohydrate to satisfy the mind, not nourish the body. There's a big difference. I mean, if you eat something <laughs> that tastes good, no, but if you eat something that tastes good, your brain is immediately happy, but your body is still, to, to get the food through the mouth, through the digestive tract, into the bloodstream, to the liver, to the heart, to the lungs, to the cells, to absorb in the cells, to do something, two hours. Who has time? If you're hungry, you don't have two hours. You just want to grab something right now, eat it right now, Get let that sugar, let that satisfaction go to the brain. The brain says, we're good to go. Let's move on. And then 20 minutes later, we're hungry again because we never gave the body the the the, the food that it needs. So I, I know we're coming close to a break here. I, I want to come back to the question from Steve-O who says, why are some foods more healing than others? And I, I do believe, as you're talking about the superfoods, I really love your explanation. I'm sitting over here. I'm taking notes. Uh, I do hope the listeners are enjoying this as much as I do because Dr. Sexton is just moving all over to get to the point, which is, to me, uh, very interesting. I have a tendency to do the same thing. I, there are so many things going in my mind. I start somewhere and I get back to the to, to the point. Uh, but yes, there are certain foods. You said local foods are really important. The fresh foods are really important. If you can get them organic, that is really important. The, 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 the food with the antioxidants, the color food, those are all very healing and nourishing. It's not per se in the grains. It's not per se in the meat. Uh, vegan, vegetarians, macrobiotics, they all can, they all, what, many of them have is they just don't get enough protein and i think that protein is deficient in our diet and uh, if you are physically active i think it is good to to get your to get your quota of protein so that you don't as you mentioned in the first half hour that you don't uh, as many vegans have or fruit fruitarians they are the, they are sucking the power out of the cells because they need to, the body needs to live and so we actually start depleting ourselves which makes us weaker in the long run so what can we feed the body to, uh, to, 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 to maintain it? And then what can we eat to accelerate it? That's what I would like to talk with you about when we come back. We have a break. Okay. So uh, Dr. Thomas Sexton, my guest, by all means, folks, check out his website, blueskyhealingartscenter.com. And uh, the web, uh, his phone number, 406-522-9733. We're going to be right back. I am just very grateful, uh, Dr. Saxon, that you're here. Good morning to you. Good morning, Jacobus. Yeah. It's a lovely day. A spring is slow to come. It's been a long winter. A lot of people have suffered as a result of that um, yeah. in different moods. Mm -hmm. um, and how to honor our moods. I mean, 
this is what we don't give life to anymore. We don't have time. We got to go here. We got to do this. We got to take care of the kids. And you know, after you see people come together biologically, hormonally, they they come but and create children, and then they take care of the children, and then they're left in their forties. Okay, uh, who am I? What what am I here for? Uh, what do I need to? What what's going to turn me back on? I've been taking care of everyone else, and I'm really good at it, and and yet, what about me now? And so I see a lot of uh, uh, people in that situation. You know, as now and now, I got a high health crisis. I got a health situation. I mean, back east, I used to see chronic degenerative disease. Every single patient that came in, I'm going, why? Well, number one, they've lost touch with nature. They're not in touch. You know, we're we, we are. How should I say? We're all in this together. We have to stay connected. When we disconnect. Then from our family, we disconnect and we have emotional issues with the family, karmic patterns, whatever. Uh, so we, we, we start to separate, separate, separate. And then I, I can't have this, I can't have this. We start to limit, you know, the energy in our body and mentally. And so when it comes to food to diet, I mean, Shelton was the more purest, uh, you know, single fruit, single vegetable at a time. I mean, it's really, you know, you take it from the purest sense, diet, the from... My experience with diet is the fact that design your food to what your purpose may be. What is it you, are you an intellect? Do you do a lot of, you know, mental head work? That diet is different than the person who's doing a lot of physical labor, uh, need the grounding, needs to stay grounding. Um, And so I use food as a medicine uh, and let the medicine be your food uh, you know, orientate the food that's designed for, we all have weaknesses. We're born inside the womb, okay, we're in there nine months. We have 12 major organ systems. Three of them develop outside of the womb. Mm-hmm. So those are our weak areas. We identify them in the Chinese par- paradigm. We look at the cosmology. We actually name the child energetically. I mean, I've seen this done with the, Dr. Shen. He would pull out this little, you know, and and see the energy and the patterns, the weeks, the astrology. Okay, you know, what organ systems? He'll get insights from a different perspective. Let's put it that way. He used to put his hands on the back of the head of the patient and tell them all about their life. Wow. You know, he'd take the pulses, never ask them a question, but tell them all, oh, you're getting involved with a business situation, you can't trust it. And he wasn't just doing psychic readings. He's, He's going the pulse. He sees in the heart meridian. There's yeah. a, a, a little fluctuation, okay, in the heart pulse. And he's going, why, 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 why are they worried? Okay, because there's, 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 is it a heart murmur? Is it, how, can, how do you feel that through the pulse? I mean, and so this is the Chinese orientation of understanding. It's a science of, of, of energy, how it flows, and it's a, a medical, um, how should I say, tradition, okay, as complementary um, to what? Um no, it's, 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 it's nothing. You no, know, but I mean, they tried open heart surgery back in 200 BC. I mean, they were into, you know, surgeries too. I mean, to, for longevity purposes, quality of life. That's what all we're all looking for, right? Yeah. We want yeah. peace. We want happiness. We want job security. You know, what do we, so how do we work all our life for that goal? Well, accept it now. This is where the inner science is coming. You've got to accept, you know, your peace you got to find it inside of you. That's the only thing you can control. Outside of your environment, yes, your diet you can control, but there's so many different fads. The most thing I've seen, the most accurate is Dr. Dan- 
Guillermo's work on uh, blood, blood, type, blood types. Right, for your blood types. It's interesting because some people totally debunk that, and that's really interesting. I want to hear what you have to say about it. We have a caller patiently waiting. Good morning, caller. Thanks for just joining the program today. Your name, please. How can we help you? Hi, this is Ed. Hey, this is an interesting Hello, uh, Ed. <laughs> oh, hey, one of the things that, that I wonder. Hey, Ed, are you on speakerphone? Because we can barely hear you. This is Ed Graff. How's that? Ed Better? Ed Vats. Yeah, you, you always call in. How are you, Ed? I don't always call in, but... Oh, uh, when I, I'm on the no, show... No, well, we, I was just listening yesterday to a show with Dr. Sexton, and you called in. <laughs> no, I did. <laughs> right after the weather, yes. We were talking about vaccinations then. Oh, 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 yeah. Well, that would that would probably got my one of my hot buttons. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder, I, 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 all the stuff you're saying, really interesting. Can we learn anything from people like the Okinawans who live so long? I mean, they eat a lot of fish. I don't know. I, I, I've never really looked into it but it seems like maybe they have a more hormone it's a clean uh life i don't you know i mean they grow their own food they harvest their own food they're they're one with the environment they have very little stress i mean economically i mean the stress factor you think they have very little stress huh huh oh i don't know yeah well i mean if you look at it the complications i mean with the technology that we have and the amount of information that's going around. I mean, there's the plus side to technology and the downside of technology. I mean, just the, the electromagnetic buildup in the head of all this uh, computer, phone, energy, it builds up electrical current in the blood. And and that creates disease in itself. How do you dissipate that? It creates oxidative stress. It creates all sorts of biochemical reactions. They probably had, I mean, I, there's an old Chinese formula. It's based on the 64 hexagrams of the I Ching that the Japanese developed um, with all 64 grains and things, natural herbs that they combined. It's a superfood. You know, it's based on a cosmology, but it's had 300 years of tradition. So they did a lot of fermenting. Uh, they did, you know, these are, are like, you know, sauerkrauts are fermented food. Um, you know, all the, 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 the rage with uh, kombucha, fermented food, healthy for you, digestive aid. You know, so they did some sort of, all these ancient cultures had some sort of fermented food. What's that, Ed? What kind of, what, what, I was wondering what culture kombucha came from. Because all of a sudden it's, you know, it's yeah, popular here. But I don't know, but based on the fungus, originally I saw a lot of problems with it because people didn't allow it to, to ferment fully. So there's yeah. a lot of sugar. So I yeah. saw a lot of candida yeast overgrowth patterns as a result of drinking a lot of it. Now it's all mm-hmm. pasteurized, I think, in order to sell it in the bottles or something. I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, part of, I, I still think it is too much uh, sugar in there. Um, and personally, and there's one thing, if you want to drink a glass, maybe eight ounces once a day, it's another thing if you drink it five times a day. Six people just live on that stuff. And I think it is just one of those... Uh, I, I personally, I don't know, Ed, I don't know if you've well, done any people research People think on they're, it. they're doing something healthy for themselves, you know, it's the trend. Um, so it's mind over matter. Uh, <laughs> not exactly. I mean, the pH is, is, is good to digestive aid. Um, the taste is a little, you know, pungent, but, uh, you know, they modulate it with different herbs. And But, uh, you know, well, we, we go through these fads, and that's what I'm talking yeah. about. Let's step back and look at, you know, trends over 150 years while how we started out this program. We, we started out, this, this has been a medical experiment, and the vaccines program was to prove that they were right. Um, but I think we're, we're, we're seeing the antithesis of that, and the, we're backing off of, I see it in the medical paradigm. I mean, the, the doctors are, are coming to frustration. 
They're totally frustrated in certain circumstances because they're inviting acupuncturists, Reiki masters into the medical school in Michigan, and I'm no longer going to support my alma mater because they're, this is quackery, and it's gone into the institutions of our orthodox you know, medical practice, and this is heresy. I mean, I how could you do this? Yes. And this is where... This has been really cool in the fact that we have actually a law set up in Arizona for homeopathy. So they have to recognize this as a medical practice and an art. Same with yeah. okay. Same with acupuncture. Now we we have a, a a system, a medical system, you know, of testing or whatever using. NIH came out in '98 said acupuncture was good for lower back problems, headaches, menstrual problems, constipation, and the side effects of chemo. They've now added asthma. And so they, they, they don't know how it works, but that they, they can prove the they fact the that results. it works. Yes. They, it regulates organ functions, the circulation changes, the lymph starts to flow, but they don't understand the mechanisms behind it. That's why I say when you get into food and biochemistry, everybody's system is different. And you, could, you can eat the most toxic. I mean, it's really easy to digest the junk food. I mean... And so many times uh, before children will go get vaccinated, I say, well, go eat some McDonald's for three days. You need the polysaturated fats. You need those, you know, unsaturated fats. You need, because that's what's going to absorb the toxins. <laughs> the young see. kids who react to the, <laughs> that's, the young that's kids who reacted are, are macrobiotic. They're clean. Their parents are really conscientious about their diet. They go get vaccinated. It has such an audacious effect because they don't have any place to store those toxins. You know, and so sometimes yep. junk food can be a medicine. You know, coffee can be a medicine. Tobacco can be a medicine. So <laughs> yeah. I don't know about that one, Thomas. I no, no, no. He's just talking about one. three days. But three days just, no, but you need, in other words, all these toxins that go to the fat cells. Where's the major fat cell? The brain. With that is that the kids get, you know, are addicted to it. So well, yeah, the biochemistry of it. But it's really yeah. easy, you know, for the body. It's no stress on the body. You eat raw food. It's a lot of work for the spiritual body to digest and assimilate and utilize that. Um, yeah. The the, yeah. the cancer work in, in Germany, I mean, they blame it on meat, uh, the mucor aspect. There's two primordial organisms in the body, mucor and aspergillus. And this is the yin and yang of either you're on a mucor congestive phase or an aspergillus degenerative phase. Uh, on a yin and yang aspect of the simplicity of what's going on and the imbalances, those are the two primary uh, of organisms that we're dealing with balancing out in the system, whether it's arthritis from tuberculosis, uh, miasm, homeopathically we look at tuberculosis, miasm, and what do we get in this generation? We get arthritis. We get eczema, psoriasis, asthma, allergies. This is all a form of tuberculosis from three generations ago that was suppressed, and it's now being expressed in this fashion. So all this is a form of tuberculosis. And, and so when we talk to diet, um, it's more of what you don't eat. I mean, the best diet for longevity is close to starvation. So, I mean, I did many years fasting, cleansing, fasting. You get, you understand how your body works when it's toxic. When it's, but what, oh, I just need to have lemon and water in the morning. Give my liver a rest. Oh, now, Doctor, um, what is it? Uh, Anthony Williams brought in, you know, the whole use of celery juice. Um, you know, to help the liver. I mean, the main thing, emphasis, you know, too heavily burdened with all the ketogenic high fat, you know, it's too heavy on the liver, it's too heavy on the metabolism. Um, what is the side effect of all that? Does it create an inflammation? I mean, it's designed for regulating blood sugar and so forth and so on, but we need to use the diet and design it to what it is we need to do in this world. 
I mean, okay, and, good. Well, I I'm gonna ring off. Uh, great, keep going. Uh, I've uh, got some other stuff I've got to do. So, okay, uh, yeah, always good. To, but, always nice for you yeah. to chime in. Thank you. Okay, yeah. bye bye. Bye bye. Yeah, we are constantly breathing in some fourteen thousand germs and bacteria per hour. I mean, to live in a sterile environment, and I have patients come in, and it's like you know, can't do this. I mean. As they're looking for something to jump out and attack them. Yeah. What you have to realize, we're living in the fishbowl already. Yeah. You know, I mean, these bacteria all around us, you know, there's been books written by physicians that eat the dirt. You know, it's good for you. Mm-hmm. You know, and so we become paranoid as a society about bacteria, about viruses, about these bugs that are going to kill us. And guess what? You attract your worst fears. You know, you create the environment internally, you're going to attract that disease. They show up after the fact. I mean, the germs cleanse the human system and free it from accumulations of pathogens. They're there as the firefighters coming to this disease situation. They're not the cause. This is the fallacy that I see of modern medicine has gone down that road for the last hundred years. And it's a fallacy based on a non-scientific principle of monomorphic thinking. You know, these bugs adapt, they change, and we have to be able to create an environment where they're stable. Huh. We all have these pathogens, staph, and strep in our body. When the environment changes, we become susceptible. Why are we susceptible to limes? Because of heavy metals. In Connecticut, where limes came, was toxic, heavy metal environment. So you have to have a compromised immune system for it to go from stage one to stage two, to stage two to stage three, to neurological limes. You already have to have a compromised immune system. How did that happen? How do we deal with that? How do we change the environment so these spirochetic forms, you know, don't, destroy the myelin sheath of our neurological system, you know, because that's what's being attacked. But it's yes. made vulnerable by insecticide, pesticides. It's being, you know, all the lymphoma cases are from chemicals, insecticide, pesticides. Interesting. You Interesting. go into the history. This is where I want to know everything about you as a patient. Where, when you got exposed to this? When did this event happen? When did this tragedy in your life happen? You know, because all that had an effect. It may not show immediately, but two years later, you're sitting in a wheelchair with a MS and you're wondering why. Shock and trauma, psychological, wow. emotional. Yeah. How do we yeah. deal with our emotions? So that's people are now waking up. You got on uh, the Netflix. You know, you get the heal. There's a new movie called Heal, and people. This is where the whole paradigm shifting over the last forty years is. The patients are empowering themselves with knowledge. This is the beauty of technology. This is the beauty of of the science we have on the phone, smartphone. We can get all this information really so quickly about yeah. ourselves and educated. It's out there, and this is fascinating, and it's changing our worlds. Mm-hmm. But it also has, this, you know, the down the underworld of the, the the dark web and all that's going on. You know, and the perser, per, you know, so we've got to pers- persevere our passions or perversions or habitual patterns of addiction. And how do we detach ourselves from that? Well, we go within. We meditate. Mm. We 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 find quiet and peace within ourselves. Yeah. Then nothing outside the world can move us one way or the other. It's all happening for me, not happening to me. Yeah, I'm no is. longer a victim. Yeah. And this is where people are stepping into their power, and they're presenting that to the physicians, and they don't like it. Yeah. They don't like being rebuked. They don't like being told, no, I'm not going to do that. Or they don't like saying, well, I'm trying this and that. Oh, well, now, as the last 10 years, they're hiring naturopaths to work in the oncology department to help sort through all the various things people are taking when they get diagnosed with the big 
S and lines through a cancer. Oh, no, this is dollar signs. Can't, oh, oh. <laughs> you know, sorry. I, I, you know, but I mean, even doctors who found a really good chemo for a particular disease, they have to use a different chemo because it's allocated and it's more expensive, but yet they want to use this one, but they get reprimanded and they get threatened with their uh, a license being taken away and we're sending you back You're to medical school. talking about Dr. Bozinski, uh, who was attacked because he uses the medication for cancer, except not for the cancer it was designed for. He uses the certain medication for other cancers in the body. Yeah, he was really good at brain tumors. So, yeah. Okay? But yeah. he used some urine therapy and they got him for transporting medications cross state lines or something like that. Oh, was that way? I always trying to find something. But yeah, I mean, I, I've come through a whole history of, of, of medical doctors in Virginia in the 70s got his license taken away for practicing homeopathy, very conservative state. Yeah. An uh, 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 oncologist, medical trained physician in, in uh, Chevy Chase in Maryland, I knew got sent back to medical school because he was doing alternative uh, cancer work. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't have the freedom. So that's why, you know, Hmm. Okay. What's going on in Mexico? What's going on in Europe? What's you know they have more freedom to 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 look at things. You know certain medications and stuff like I can't get here. Mm-hmm. And actually, the FDA has now um, been reviewing uh, a lot of the isopathic remedies from manufacturers in Germany that have penicillin in them. They want to understand the mechanism of how it works. Yeah. Because uh, they don't understand it, and yet it has an effect because. Proven scientifically that attenuated bacteria can immunologically modulate the system mm-hmm. for more benefit to a more intelligent immunological response. Mm-hmm. Oh, how do you stimulate those killer cells, the T cells, the B cells? They have remedies developed for the payers' patches of the intestines, for the, the throat, for the T cells, the thymocheal, different remedies to help stimulate the immunological system naturally, very gently and bring it online because the healing comes from within you. I have to remove the blocks that are interfering with that. What are they? I see. When the blood hits the slide, all of a sudden there's a crystallization of consciousness, and this is the holographic nature of the blood, the mystical nature, past, present, and future. It all lies in the blood. Edgar Casey talked about it. And so I'm not looking at diagnosing and, yo, you have a bacterial problem, you have a viral problem. I'll see that. You're just observing. I just uh, use that as an observation tool. I want to see where the stagnations are. Is it it a structural issue? Is it a tissue organ system? This is deep emotional stuff. You can see emotions in the blood. Fascinating. Wow. You know, a person just come back from the honeymoon. Oh, everything's harmonious and open in the blood. You know, oh, they just had a death and shock in the family. Everything's closed down. It's all rouleaued. It's all stuck. You can see the, the size of the cell change when you're worried. So in the moment you're thinking and feeling things, it's affecting the pH of the blood immediately. Yeah. Dr. Uh, um, oh, Essels, mm-hmm. one of the most famous, look at his cancer work, 15 years, incurable cancer, cured. Long-term remissions. How did he do all that? Fascinating work. And he used some of the same idea of Dr. Will- Livingston Wheeler with vaccines uh, that they developed in regard to the, the, the cancer. Um, but he put a pH meter in his arm, and it's like, I woke up, okay, I had a flat tire. The wife is going through PMS. They're supposed to have a bridge group. It's not working out. Kids are failing in school. Things are fighting in, 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 at, at office. That's stress. Changes the blood pH. It goes from 7.35 to 7.58. Yes. Okay. Guess what grows in that environment? Oxidized alkaline environment, cancer, and viruses. Mm-hmm. So that's just from your mind and your emotions affecting the pH of the blood. And we can see it in worry cells. You know, if you're very worried, it affects the heart. We mm-hmm. can see it in the spleen when you have 
It's elongated. It's depression. So this is where Chinese medicine melts into this. You know, there's no difference the mind, the emotions, and the physical body. So it gives you insights into what's really going on here. Yes. There's blockage in the spleen. Well, this is chronic low-grade sadness, you know, loss, disappointment, lifetime after lifetime, whatever. Oh, and then all of a sudden I had Epstein-Barr when I was 14 years old. Yeah. Oh, what well, what are all the side effects of that, and how yes. did it change in the body? And now it's manifest as PMS and gynecological problems and totally. different things. I you see know. It. Yeah. So yeah. it's a very yeah. complex world in inside the body now. Yeah, um, it lot, can be healed. Lot going we on. can improve on, but well, we, we have, have to, to understand go back to simplicity. Yes. You know, and that's why I always come back to breathing, water, and minerals. Mm. Minerals are the key. The enzyme function. Can uh, a key to a formation of vitamins. The antioxidants that we're talking about with chlorophyll and all, I mean, we have oxidative stress or rusting going on because of why. Oh, we have a virus in the system creating toxins. It's creating inflammation. We have oxidative stress from radiation, from phone, you know, all of this kind of stuff. So, yeah, the vitamin A, vitamin C, vitamin D, always very good antioxidants, mm-hmm. selenium, zinc, antioxidants. They help to neutralize that chain reaction that got set off by radiation. You go get a dental x-ray, within probably three weeks you might have a cold or something because there's an influx of a frequency into your auric field that's, you know, disharmonious. Huh. You know, and we're that sensitive. Yeah. You know, and that's where the whole dental picture in health is really important. Well, you know, that is, I, I have to say that things that you just brought up are very, very much hit home and... They, in in a sense that I I understand what you're saying. It, it is very complex, and uh, every action demands a reaction. When you just talk about an X-ray, dental X-ray, three weeks later, all of a sudden you start having issues. Those are important uh, commentary. Those are important observations. In in uh, in my opinion when you're dealing with health, healing, and healthy lifestyle. So I I really appreciate this. Dr. Thomas Sexton, 43 years into the healing arts. He is sharing experiences uh, that he has had with patients, experiences that he has seen in his research, experiences he has had in his own life, and how all that has made him the doctor that he is today and the success that he has had working with people. So uh, please stay tuned. We will be right back. Forty-three years in the healing arts. It's a very, very, very nice way of saying it. Not in medicine. He's in the healing arts because it is an it is an art, and it is a gift that some people have who are true healers. It is understanding that the body is more than just a physical vessel that has diseases. There is a reason why the body has diseases, and it is uh, it, it can be because of the environment, but it also has to do, as Dr. Saxton has been talking about, the what are we doing to our own body to make it weaker or stronger so that when the outside environment is affecting us one way or another, we, we either can reject an illness or we absorb an illness. And as he mentioned very early, disease comes from the outside in. Healing is from the inside out. And so isn't it great that we actually have, we have the gift to clean and heal ourselves from the inside out. And then, so there are, as we are talking off the air, I really feel that we have a, a gift, which is our body and our mind 
and our emotions. It's all part of it. And the spirit, it is a part of our responsibility to take care of what we what we live in, what we use as a vessel to move from point A to point B, and that goes through the aging process and through the environmental toxic process and through the healing process. It is a it is a journey we're on, and that journey is very special, and we can look at it as special or we can take it for granted. And those who have who take moments in the day or during the week whereby you realize how special it is to be where we are, to embrace life, and to go forward with this feeling of responsibility and joy and gratitude, I think you'll find that you can handle diseases differently than people who walk around and really don't want to be here. If you, the energy you put into your own body in, in many different ways, be it through food, be it how you handle stress, be it through uh, your emotional process, your your the way you you type a personality, personality type, all these play a role in understanding what our place is in in this in this cycle that we're in as a human being. And and what I enjoy so much about Dr. Thomas Sexton, he is incorporating the teachings that he has learned in all his years alive and and his focus on Chinese herbology as well as different healing modalities of in the world that have been around for a long time and he is incorporating that with modern technology such as he has the dark field microscope. He is probably the only one who has a dark field microscope in, in Bozeman and Gallatin Valley uh, because, and, and how he is able to read live blood. It's live blood analysis. And so as he just talked at the end of the last hour, half hour about um, you can even see the emotions in a cell. You can see the diseases, you can see the toxins, but you can also see the good things in the blood. And so based on that, and all of his experience, decades of working with this, it has given him a chance to understand the person better. Is the person telling me the full story about what life is for them as far as stepping on the path to healing? Or is it really, what is the blood telling me? The blood tells me there is something not being told here and I need to dig a little bit deeper as a clinician and as a physician and as a, a, a somebody in the healing arts to help this individual who comes to me for help that I really help this person. Is that a fair analysis, Dr. Sexton? Good morning to you. Yeah, I mean, you take it, take it away and keep talking. You, you, <laughs> <laughs> you, got it, you got it nailed down pretty good. Um, well, thank absolutely, you. Absolutely, yeah. Um, to me, I just use the the microscopy aspect of it's just an observation tool. I mean, you eat a meal, how does it affect your blood? You can look and see. Uh, you know, so my 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 emphasis is observation, um, meaning that it's all Chinese medicine based on observation. You know, clinical experience. Uh, I'm more functional. Uh, you know, I want something that works. I want to have an, a, a tool that I can observe and evaluate. Certainly it's subjective, but I've correlated this with thousands of stool tests, thousands of blood, urine, saliva analysis, uh, pH after fasting Absolutely. 18 hours. Mm-hmm. So I can chart objectively where a patient is at in regard to perfect health. Because I know, you know, it's all a matter of terrain. And this is the work of, of Dr. Vassant and what in regard to water studies, he called biological terrain assessment. Mm-hmm. He used to, with water, he could predict what type of illnesses were in certain areas of France, depending on the, the pH of the water, the mineral ion concentration, the oxidative stress of the water, you know, just the water. 
the water quality, and he could tell what kind of illnesses are prone to that area based on the water, the alkalinity of the water, the, the, the various mineral ions. And so we did that. We transposed that information, or they did in Germany, through technology to, to measure blood pH. Because we know a cancer cannot grow in a pH medium of 7.35 to 7.48. Yeah. It just won't. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. when it goes to oxidized alkaline, 7.5, 7.6, guess what? Viruses, cancer come to life. Mm-hmm. So how do you control a blood pH? Oh, well, that's related to digestion. That's related to compensation regulation. Okay, so something you can compensate and regulate. Health is freedom. Okay? Health is you know, the ability to take in whatever and compensate and regulate for it, if you can compensate and regulate for it, you're healthy. When you stop being able to compensate and regulate, then things deteriorate and you're out of balance. So Chinese medicine paradigm, heaven and earth, you are aligned with that, you're infallible, you're immortal, you're, you're, you're one with all things, you know, you're in harmony yeah. with your environment, with the people, with the food and the water. And so you're not in conflict with anything. No. And what is arising now is how to learn to be not in conflict with our emotions. Mm. We need to allow our emotions a life instead of suppress them like an errant child, you know, go to your room. You need to eat these vegetables. Instead of commanding it with the ego, we need to learn from a soul perspective how to love ourselves and not be in conflict with ourselves. Oh, I shouldn't do this. I shouldn't do that. Mentally, you're constricting your chi. You know, I mean, you should be open and receptive to what embracing life in every shape and form and matter. And, and it's not happening to you as a victim. It's happening for you. Embrace it. Mm-hmm. And so this is the, the energetic quality of, of living. You know, talk to your neighbor. Introduce, you know, extend your chi. You know, sit down and, and, and be able to, We haven't done that. Our society doesn't breed that anymore. And as a result, we have a lot of chronic degenerative illnesses because mm-hmm. we're not dealing with stress, we're not dealing with our emotions, we're not dealing with our, our food dietary addiction patterns yeah. that we've used you know, to find. Because yeah. what are we looking for? We're looking for be out of pain, yeah. we're looking for happiness, yeah. we're looking for joy, the soul is looking for that. So I'll do drugs, alcohol, any way to you know, find peace. You know? But ultimately you come to the realization that the only thing I can change is what's within me, I have to come and, do I love myself, number one? Can I love myself? So I love the teachings of Matt Kahn, K-A-H-N, and healing with your feelings and accepting and walking through the unconscious momentum. So first you have to accept a condition in order to change it. Yes. You know, and so you accept the emotion, accept the condition, the diagnosis, I have this, you know, it's for my benefit, I want to work with this, whether it's depression, long-term, you know, you first have to come, you know, you can't be in denial or fight it or be in conflict with it. You know, so how do you deal with it? How do you heal that? Well, we know in Chinese medicine, depression is the spleen or the liver, you know, so we want to definitely start to modulate that, lemon and water, celery juice, some lighten up the diet, invigorate the liver to move the chi upward instead of vading sideways into the stomach spleen. There's logic behind what it is we're doing and how we're starting to change the internal. Oh, add some minerals so we got electricity now flowing in the body, get a good source of water, you know, because a lot of the, the, the well water here is heavy mineralized water. It's dead True. water. True. I mean, it's heavy calcium, heavy iron, even arsenic here west of town. Yeah. Um, they've tested it, and even the filter systems that they use to clean it, you know, are contaminated. So we are exposed to a lot of problems. I've seen neurological... Shall, shall, we, shall we take our call real quick? Oh, we have a call. call. Yeah, yeah, we have absolutely. a call. 
Caller, good morning. Thank you for calling us back. I know you're the one at the end of the last half hour. What's your huh. name, please? How can we help you? Yeah, I hung up because I knew you were going to go to a break there, yeah. and this is probably going to take a little bit of time. You oh. bet. Um, from listening to Dr. Sexton, it's very apparent that he's very thorough in uh, having an uh, initial interview with patients, and I'm curious if there's uh, any time when you decide after that initial interview that you and the patient or prospective patient are not a good match, and so you uh, decline to uh, have a treatment protocol with that person. Um, interesting question. Uh, uh. Yes, uh, I've had a few of those cases. You know, uh, you can't put water in a full cup. They're, 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 they're fully, you know, and so why are you coming to see me? Um, what is it you want to do? I mean, obviously what you're doing is not working. Are you open to receive some new information or not? I mean, people adopt certain paradigms of living that are safe, and a lot of them are based out of fear. And so the fear to change, the ego goes into a dramatic response of protection and control and has to rule and dictate situations. So, yeah, I mean, I like to be able to work with all of those situations. Um, You know, I mean, because they're all, uh, the nature of life is change. You know, how we move through those changes, how we blend with them, you know, like the bamboo and the wind, you know, and so we're not affected by them, but we're working with them. It's like when the surf break comes in, are you ready? Are you ready to get on the board and take a ride? Because if you're going to come see me, I'm definitely going to, for a person just to see their own live blood, for instance, just to see that, it creates change in the unconscious mind. Because... 50% 50% of any condition is identifying the issue or, or the condition or the situation. Once you do that, the body, the mind, the unconscious already goes to heal it. But bringing that awareness to these circumstances is all, all I'm here to do and add little bridges in the, in the immunological system, whatever, do things start to open up and, and clear out what's suppressing the, the system, whether it's you know um, heavy metal toxicity, whether it's parasitic byproduct, and that's gets back to the biological train. I mean, I've evaluated patients, know exactly where they are in a fungal orb or if they're, and so when I see and look in the blood, I know pHs and things like that and what grows in that kind of environment. But yeah, I've had a few patients that have been super paranoid about the environment, um, uh, the inability to uh, even want to have their finger pricked. I mean, it's a big deal. Um, it's huge because um, outside they could get pathogens. They, da, 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 da. you know, I mean, ad finitum, you know, Lyme's cases. Um, they're, they're on an antibiotic therapy. And so many of the chronic Lyme cases in the late 80s and early 90s back east that I was working with, um, you know, I can't work with you um, right now. Um, come see me after you get off of your antibiotics because oh, okay. what I'm going to be doing is expressive. What you're doing is repressive. And I can't change things, you know, I mean, I'm swimming upstream with this situation, so I'm quite honest. It's like I had an MS patient where if it got 50% improvement, then I saw blockages in the in the mouth, in the teeth, okay? And she has six root canals. Um, and I kept seeing this, you know, and, and this is where the whole dental picture came in. I said, I can take you this, we can maintain and sustain, but if we're going to move forward, we need to pull the plugs on your system that are being blocked. And they're in the dental area. And these are root canals that are diseased entities. It's like perfume on a dead horse. There's no way to sterilize them. Uh, They're temporary fixed, generally speaking, root canals are. Uh But they're a chronic focus of disease. 
I mean, in the in the in the dentine, you have three major roots. They take out the major roots. They put in Clorox, like sterilize that whole area. It's good for a year, good two years to decide what you're going to do with that tooth. It's not a permanent fix. Root canals are designed, you know, just as a temporary, you know, get the infection cleared that out. But guess what? If you just leave it in there, over time it rots. And in electron microscopy, they see in all those channels in the dentine, all that leaks back by the periodontal ligament into the thyroid, in the endocrine system. You take the poison out of a root canal teeth, stick it in the water supply here in Bozeman, you're going to kill half the people. I mean, there's neurological poisons that are created (laughs) endogenously. The North Koreans used to take the byproduct of amoeba and inject it into the POWs to create mental fragmentation, disorientation. So if you're having trouble thinking or you're functioning or you're walking into a place and you, you forget why you're there, I mean, there are toxins your brain is bathing in that are being produced by these microorganisms that are, that are just having a party inside you know you've given them life you know you've given them opportunity so what you should you do you take out take out the tooth and just uh, put an implant oh with root canals yeah i i suggest that we uh, uh, i mean all the the work um herring i think did a lot of work he took out root canals teeth out of people that had a disease and, and stuck it in the animal it came down with the same disease i mean but i mean all the meridians come through each tooth like the front teeth are related to the kidneys yeah. Many times yeah. infertility, if there's a blockage, it could be in the in the front tooth. I mean, yeah. a root canal. Yeah. yeah, pull it out, open it up. We get rid of the periodontal ligament, grind it down to the bone, clean up the osteomyelitic stuff that happens, even with old old they call them cavitations, old uh, uh, extraction sites. They're chronic osteomyelitic, you know, infections. Yes, and these can have an effect on your health and organ system. So if I see a problem with the kidneys, I, oh, you know, is there anything going on in the front teeth? Or if the liver, the incisor tooth, or the colon, the large intestine, you know, there's a relationship, but it will show up when the body is ready to deal with it. This the blood, the immune system's been suppressed. You wake up the immune system because you go from an inflammatory state to a degenerative state over time. So you need intercession, acupuncture, herbal things to irrigate the system to bring it out of a degenerative state to an inflammatory, which is part of the healing work. Yeah. This has all been documented down. Dr. Hans Hendrik Retwick, homotoxicology, the illness and healing through anti-homeotoxic uh, therapy. Um, but it's all based on the homeopathic principles, the miasms, understanding the, the relationship of the, the inroad of diseases and all the specific diseases and how you unwind them okay. and bring them back from the fungal state to a viral state to a bacterial state. Oh, gosh. Life is a whole new meaning now. Yeah. Oh, I'm enjoying myself. I see. Oh, I'm in balance. I'm enjoying the kids. I'm having fun, you know? Imagine that, having fun. Now, what purpose does, in a logical mind, fun have? Yeah. Well, go talk to the porpoises, because they'll tell you. <laughs> I mean, basically... <laughs> You want to get healed? You, you know, they'll teach you how to have fun. Yeah, they love yeah. it when the surfers come out there. They'll they'll jump up and knock the surfers off the surfboard. You know, yeah, they'll yeah. teach them about fun. Yes. And we don't have enough fun in life. One German doctor I worked with, he'd ask three questions of patients. You love yourself? Do you enjoy what you're doing? And can you have fun in your life? Mm. If they couldn't say yes to one of those questions, he'd just say, I can't help you. What? No, I can't. Help. If you don't love yourself, you don't have fun in your life. And you don't enjoy what you're doing. What's the point? Well, maybe uh, maybe somebody's never learned, never never been learned, never been taught how to love yourself. Yes. And do we actually understand the meaning of love? 
Yes, and here's the real healer, love. What is love? Yeah. Baby, don't hurt well, me. The main thing is, do you feel it? <laughs> sure. You feel it inside for yourself. So if you put your hands on your heart and, and feel the love coming in, can you receive it? That's the hard part, receiving love. Because we're all good at giving. The empaths, all we do is take on and we give and we give, you know, in order to receive. Yeah. But we don't know how to truly receive, receive. ourselves. Yes. You know, or love ourselves. Uh, and so we lose ourselves in a projection into the other person, the other situation, uh, and we displace all that energy onto them, you know, but we're not dealing with ourselves. Carla, uh, do you, do you, could you answer any of those questions that he just asked? Well, um, the purpose of my uh, call is about uh, a friend who has lupus. Yeah. And I can see in his life, you know, he's had uh, in recent years quite a bit of tragedy. Um, I can see from observing his family dynamics that there is a tremendous amount of emotional connection with his lupus. Um, he very stubbornly insists on drinking distilled water, not realizing the importance of having minerals. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a bit of paranoia about germs, and so he, in my opinion, overdoes it with hand sanitizers and things. Yes. And is actually suppressing his immune system, which he needs desperately if he's going to heal. Yes. And and he's rather closed-minded, so that was the purpose of <laughs> the question. I, I think you could help him if he could only open his mind to looking at things from a different perspective. Well, life has a, a way of dealing with this. It's called pain and suffering. I mean, it, it wakens up your consciousness that maybe I need to do something different. I mean... We listen to our body, you know, when we're young, we don't hear too much. When we get older, our bodies start talking a whole lot more. (laughs) I know a lot of people say that as they get older, they say, you know, I've mellowed out a lot. And I go like, that's so interesting because you've been an a-hole the most of your decades. You know, and all of a sudden you just talk to me and say, oh, look how I love it all and I love everybody. And, uh, you know, it's like, what a a change. Well, it's interesting. My dad, you know, he was known as the general in the operating room, you know, very you know gemini very uh, perfection orientated whatever and and but it wasn't until he had later in life that he was older and he had to have blood transfusions his whole demeanor and personality changed <laughs> someone else's blood <laughs> oh literally that is <laughs> didn't funny. have the tobacco alcohol and uh, all the rest of the residue stuff that was deteriorated yeah. his, his pancreas and yeah. so forth but he had to have transfusion and had to be dependent on other people so what is your feeling, uh, Carla? Do you feel your friend uh, may be able to, um, to, to at least well, be quiet and listen or not? Well, I think he would benefit from having an initial con- consultation. Yeah. And I'm confident in listening to Dr. Sexton's answer that, you know, he would be uh, able to judge, is this somebody that I can work with or is this person not at a point in his life where he's receptive to healing? Yeah, well, I mean... There's no real complexity in disease conditions. It's the patient that's complex. Oh, how interesting. You know, and so, <laughs> you know, that's, that's the real, you know, how, how do you, you know, become a, a therapist, a counselor, a brother, a sister, a chastiser? I mean, you've got to take on different roles being in the healing realm. I mean, they project different, you know, uh, uh, aspirins. You know, I'm the father. They never you know, had support with, I mean, they first you've got to develop an environment of trust, uh, safety. You know, they want to feel safe. You're not threatening. Okay, I don't wear a white coat. I don't, you know, chase them around with, you know, 
I don't have a whole bunch of forms to fill out. You know, I want it to be as less stressful of an experience as possible when a patient comes in or a client comes in. And, you know, and so I've dressed down. I mean, I had a medical doctor. Uh, he was in functional medicine in Jackson Hole. He started wearing a Hawaiian shirt because he says, oh, it lowers people's blood pressure when I do that. I'm not the standard <laughs> medical. So that was his first inroad into alternative healing and became a functional doctor. And because he's very frustrated with the system himself, a lot of medical doctors are. They're very limited in their scope. And you need to see this specialist, that specialist. How do we integrate all that? But let me tell you one thing about your friend's situation, and this came from Anthony Williams, too. There's no autoimmune diseases, period. Okay? The body does not attack itself. That's heresy. And then they blame it on you. Oh, it's your immune system attacking you. So how does that make you feel as a patient? You're to blame, you know, it's like, it's not your fault. Hello? Wake up. This is not your fault. Take that shame, blame uh, you know, all that crap off of you. It's not your fault. You know, there's a series of events that created this situation. You know, where there's life, there's hope. And and how do we work with that? We're having worked in stage three, stage four cancers. We need, you know, to, we need you, to go. If you can work with that, then, you know, headaches, autoimmune diseases, quote, lupus is from chemical usually, you know, and so you have to neutralize that. Thank you, Carla. Thank you, Carla. Thank you, Dr. Saxon. We're going to take a short break. We will be right back. Stay tuned, please. You know, actually, I was going to ask you this question because I know uh, our first caller, Daniel, uh, has been calling over the months and over the years and talking about him reading about Anthony William, uh, this medical intuitive who started writing books. And you mentioned him twice already in the show. Is there, uh, do you like what he says? Uh, do you, I, well, it took me off the hook, you know, especially with the, the Limes situation, you know, because I never felt that, you know, he actually says in 10 years' time, the medical profession will discover it's actually a virus. And people are chasing this bacterial spirochete around, and it's actually caused by a virus. You know, and, and to me, it makes a lot of logical sense. You look at the medical paradigm of what happened in the 50s, and then all of a sudden Epstein-Barr came on the scene, and all sorts of things started to change in the varying forms. And he goes in 26 pages worth of information from his, you know, spiritual, uh, uh, the voice uh, that approached him at a young age. And, you know, it's a wonderful story to read about, but, I mean, he didn't really have a childhood. Uh, he was, even at eight years old, told to stand on graves and give a detailed account of, of how this person died and what it had and fine-tuned his skills. He was being trained by the voice. He tried to climb trees to escape the voice and wrote prayers into the trees so the voice wouldn't see them so that God could get this voice out of his out of his life. Because at five years old, he was told to go up to his grandmother and touch her chest and say lung cancer because he could see the voice then. Yes. You know, he thought everybody else could. Yes. And he didn't know anything about five years old. Lung cancer, I mean, he just said the words. Well, like six the, weeks the, later, the person comes down, you know, diagnosed with lung cancer. I mean, he's so... He started to, and then he tried to become a car mechanic because there's no emotions there. He didn't have to deal with people because everywhere he went, he was read and given information about this person, even as a caddy, a golf caddy. He was, you know, this person took this and this and this. It would help 
you know, loosen up his back so he could swing better. You know, just, yes. I mean, he couldn't escape it. Yes. You know, and the same with Edgar Casey and his transformational life. He didn't even believe in what he was talking about at first. He thought it was from the devil. Yeah, I know. But what, what, what I feel personally, if you're a medical intuitive uh, such as that, and you have these emotions, uh, that you have these visions, it is one thing if you are talking about an individual because you're working with that individual, even if it is over distance, like Edgar Casey did, but also uh, somebody like Anthony William. What changes it for me when you have somebody like that write a book where he starts to generalize everything and says, you know, uh, the liver is going through this and you shouldn't eat that kind of food and you should do celery juice. And I go like, again, you and I are talking here about the individual. You look at individual live blood because everybody is different. And based on that, that is where the healing begins. And what, what I've been kind of surprised about, and tell me if I'm wrong, if somebody like start, such as Anthony Williams starts writing these books and has his website and and does all these generic, uh, you know, spits out all this generic information, I can find that everywhere. What does it make it? Why is it more valuable because Anthony Williams says it than if he actually works with an individual? Maybe it's a commercial interest that he has that he realizes I can make a lot more money if I talk to the masses. No. I don't know. No, uh, he's not motivated by that. Uh, I think he's very sincere in his desire to help heal people i think he sees way too much as far as uh you know the sense of uh, propriety um with the individual certainly we're all different unique but we could all benefit take the little glimmer that speaks to you and resonates you know i always sort through materials whatever and i just take what you know i'm very functional that way when i first moved to livingston i thought i'd call my place tom's body shop you know, you know, you, you, you wreck them, we fix them. You know, it's pretty straightforward, and, and he has a methodology. Yeah. You know, and he's not really emotionally centered. That's why I like the work of, like, Matt Kahn, who's an empath. We're all born as empaths. We take on our parents' stuff. We inherit to transform it, to heal it, and take it from a different perspective and become symbiotic with your feelings, your emotions, honor them, take the stress out of your life uh, spiritually by sticking yourself in the fifth dimension already, you know, in consciousness and feeling that and start to experience, you know, a higher frequency, a higher vibration. And we start to transform the physical form, the physical body, our genetics. We can mm -hmm. transform and start to work with our DNA, our RNA. Spiritually, you can start to bring this element, sound, music, vibrational, environment. All of these things are now becoming to the rise. I mean, essential oils. I mean, that was the last 20 years. I mean, all of these things are coming up to change and shift people's consciousness. Yes. And so what we have on the antithesis of that is Big Brother 1984, George Orwell's book, Big Brother, watching you. You know, from the time of birth, you can't escape the hospital without a vaccine, a hepatitis, without antibiotics in your eyes, unless you sign a mandate and then you're red flagged. You're targeted. So that's what I don't like about the medical paradigm is the paranoia and fear that we're growing into. Uh, with Big Brother watching you, they just went three months ago in New York City. All the, the Jews, ascetic Jews that are very highly intellectual, but they didn't vaccinate their children. They're being ticketed and threatened with jail and fines if they don't acquiesce. Because yeah. you're a threat to society. And so this is borderline on Neuro, Nuremberg, German neo-Nazi. You know, you are... A threat to our society. You're not vaccinating your children. Yes. That kind of stuff has got to go. Yeah, I, I mean, the that. paranoia yes. and the fear that they infuse into families and situations, if they don't do this, 
then, you know, you're liable for jail term and you're liable, you know, and here's my child co-created with my wife. Okay, we have our life and, and, and I'm I'm responsible. And and yet, property of the state on the time of birth. Yes, and that's, I, mean, I, I hear you. And, and it's the money. Then you start to get into the money. Big Pharma, the support in the hospitals, the influences, vaccines is how they can make money. But they're creating vaccines to create vaccines. Uh, I mean, to treat vaccines. And you asked about over-medication. A lot of conditions are medicationally induced. Yeah. You have three yeah. different practitioners prescribing three different medications, not knowing all the interactions psychologically, exactly. emotionally. Kidneys, exactly. now they're constipated, yeah. they're backed up, there's side effects. Yes. So for every, you know, quick fix, yes, you pay the price later down the road. Mm-hmm. Certainly modern medicine has saved lives. I, I mean, they're fantastic. Emergency medicine, diagnostics, surgeons, when you need them. These guys are great. I mean, fantastic, technologically skilled individuals doing wonderful service and dedicated and and improving people's lives. But at the same time, we need to step back from what doesn't work and what hasn't worked and start to be a little more, you know, how should I say, stepping off the ego of practice and looking at what's the truth. And can I deal with what that truth says to me and how I can shift and, and, and embrace that truth and, and move through it. And I think we're catching up to the truth, the bell camp, Livingston, Dr. Livingston, I mean, the pleomorphic nature, we're starting to understand that more, yeah. and we're copying to it, but they want to be in control of it. Correct. Just like the way they wanted to be in control of acupuncture, but we escaped that. They want to be in control of homeopathy, but we sort of escaped that, but now they've gone into the naturopathic schools, and they're going to eliminate the, 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 the teaching of homeopathy. Unreal. There's quackery. They're going Unreal. after the pharmaceutical companies yes. in Germany. Yes. So, I mean, there is a big pharma kind of mentality out there yes. that control this mm-hmm. and then create division and control. I mean, the whole vaccine program in different countries and what's going on. I go on I, per nauseum, but that's not the point. The point is we're changing for the better. Our society is changing for the better. This has been an experiment in 150 years of the use of antibiotics to save life, but side effects. Honestly, look at the science, okay? The science of vaccines. Uh, I mean, vaccines don't equate to immunization. All the, all the kids that had whooping cough here at the high school all been vaccinated. Oh, but the people who are non-vaccinated have to stay out of school for two weeks because they're the cause. Yeah. So yeah, vaccines, yeah, yeah. you know, and you have to re- get the measles vaccine, what, Every every uh, season, every every semester, to renew the immunological yeah. response yeah. because the natural way where my dad sent me to go get chicken pox, go get measles, you know, develop a natural immunity. Well, that the concern for measles is the the unborn child. We're both concerned about that, you know, uh, the medical profession, the naturopathic profession, but um, natural immunity ensures. You know the health of that child for the first you know six months if the mother had been exposed to measles naturally, but vaccines don't equate to that because they don't work in that same way that they they think it should. But yeah, um, I uh, you know and I'll raise eyebrows in regard to that because I mean cleanliness hygiene has a lot to do with the polio eradication prior to the polio vaccine hygiene with cereals and grains, the production of milk, the homogenized milk is because to protect the farmers because of, you know, uh, uh, contamination of, of their product. But as effect, it's changed the whole food from a, a pH of alkaline to, to acid 
in the homogenized, pasteurized, GMOs, all that we're dealing with in that environment changes the bacterial milieu in your terrain, your small intestine, and it's more disease orientated. You know, and that's why I say you got to get back to the natural, growing your own food, the vitality within the natural food, being connected to your food and your food sources, you know, whether you're raising bees or, you know, being connected to the environment, really important because disease happens when you isolate and you disconnect. Mm-hmm. You're disconnecting from life. And then you you fall back in yourself and fear, inability to yeah. move. <laughs> this is Gesundheit with Jacobus. Dr. Thomas Sexton is my guest. And, man, does he enjoy talking and do I enjoy listening. But we have a few callers. Now, there are two callers on hold. I usually do not do that. Uh, the person whose number ends with 90, you're number two. So wait till I get the first caller in. Good morning, caller. Cool. Thanks for waiting. What's your name? How can we help you, please? Yes, good morning. Um, my question is mostly concerning vitamin D3. Yeah. You know, because our lifestyles have changed over the last 50, 100 years, so many people have indoor jobs, we're sedentary, we're not out in the sun, and sunlight and, I guess, whale blubber are the two main ways you could easily get D3. Well, you can't easily get whale blubber, but <laughs> um, so many people, when they do go outside to get sun, you know, to play or whatever they're doing, they put on sunscreen. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, since, because of the lifestyle change, um, probably I'm assuming that probably most Americans are vitamin D3 deficient. Mm-hmm. So would you guys agree with that? And if so, what would you say would be the best source of vitamin D3 other than the sunlight that we're just not getting because we have indoor jobs and we have sunscreen and so forth? I think that's a good question for Jacobus. Um, yeah. He's got a lot of background, but, you know, vitamin D is actually a hormone, you know, a right. uh, fat-soluble substance. Um, but the whole thing with the skin care, sunscreen, very interesting. They did studies in Australia in the use of sunscreen in the late 70s early 80s, and they paralleled the use of sunscreen with skin cancer. Actually, they paralleled. The more usage of sunscreen, cancer went on the rise. Oh, that's very interesting. The Germans thought it's like, here we are trying to prevent the disease, and actually, it's increasing, even though we're using and promoting, and because of the ozone layer in New Zealand and Australia, it's very minimal. It's affecting uh, the radiation. It causes, you know, oxidative, a deterioration, skin damage. You know, um, but yeah, skin screen, the only really good one is zinc oxide. But um, yeah, the the dumping of uh, blocking up your skin is like the fifth. It's like the, the third kidney or it's like the third lung. It's an expression it, with your environment. It has to be open. It has to be uh, 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 um, osmotic with the environment. Anything you touch or feel, you absorb. So a lot of heavy metals, you just go to the gas pump, you're working on the gas, you're absorbing it through your skin. you got heavy metal toxicity from the fumes. I mean, from perfume candles, you burn them all the time. There's chemicals you're absorbing, you're inhaling them into the system. How is that irritating your mucosa and creating a disease situation where the bugs are coming to it because now you're, you've got this chemical toxicity in your system? But answer the question, Jacobus, okay. vitamin D. Okay, my perspective on all this, uh, Cola, is... Uh, as Dr. Saxon says, it is a hormone. So we already make vitamin D, but vitamin D is not the same as vitamin D3. Vitamin D3 is the vitamin that is made out of the hormone because of sunlight. 
And so when the sun hits the skin, that penetrates through the skin and then it activates the vitamin D to become vitamin D3. Now, the important thing here is not how much vitamin D3 do you take in a supplement. The point is do a blood test and find out what your vitamin D3 is either before you start or while you're doing something as far as taking a vitamin D3 supplement. So the the when you when you have a blood test the laboratory test will say that the normal range is 30 to 100 which means that if you are 31 you're normal if you're 99 you're also normal so that's pretty big uh spread I would say I recommend that most people should be over 60 on the blood test in order to be safe. Uh, and if they want to get really better in their health, they should get between 75 and 100. And uh, even a little bit over 100, Dr. Michael Platt, who has been on the show before, medical doctor from California, he says you can go all the way as high as 150 on your vitamin D3. Now, one thing that I have observed, and this is simply anecdotal, anytime somebody has talked to me because they have cancer, because they have depression, or they have some type of chronic disease, each and every time I see that the vitamin D3 level on a blood test is less than 35. So does that mean that is the rule? No, I'm just saying that when people start having problems and the vitamin D level is less than 35, I, I see changes when we start bringing the vitamin D all the way up to about 75 to 100. Uh, vitamin D has been tested on different benefits and some of the benefits of vitamin D are that people who are and this, again, i got to be very careful how I say this. It is simply uh, some information out there. But they say that uh, there are about 26 cancers, different types of cancer, that are actually improving when the vitamin D gets up high in the higher levels. So vitamin D can help you to build your system for uh, to, to help fight off and, and, and prevent certain cancers, 26 of them. It's also antiviral, which is very interesting, as Dr. Saxon is talking about viruses. But in the wintertime, usually we get the flu. Why is it? Well, because we don't have a lot of vitamin D, because we don't walk around half naked to let that sun penetrate into the skin and activate the vitamin D into vitamin D3. The other thing that you... Yeah, go ahead, please. Yeah, yeah so... Good. So I guess the bottom line. Then what? What should we be doing? What should we be? You taking? take a vitamin D supplement, and I would. And and so when you go uh, to your medical doctor, they say now you can do about eight hundred IU's a day. I do not agree with that. Maybe I can. It all depends how your blood work is coming out. So I would suggest get a blood test on vitamin D. If you cannot get it from your doctor immediately, you can always go to a place like TriMed Services in Bozeman, and they're located in the professional area behind. Uh, Perkins Restaurant on Main Street. Uh, they're on Edelweiss Drive. You can go walk in and then get a blood test done on the vitamin D. So it's very simple. Now you have a number. Now you know what you do with it. I had a gentleman who was doing 5,000 units of vitamin D3 every day. And after three months, he was only 18. So he was very low. And I suggested he go to 15,000. He did that for three months and his number jumped to 84. I was happy with that. He was afraid. 
that if he would stay on 15,000, he would shoot over 100. And I said, let's try it for another three months. But he preferred to go back to 10,000 a day. Uh, 10,000 after three months, he was down to 48. So he was low again. And in my opinion, at least in my book, not to the regular doctor. So he said, okay, I get it. I need to be on 15,000 a day. We simply need to do the blood test for three months, uh, go back, get it retested, know what your number is, get a dietary supplement. I highly recommend you do not buy it at the... um, that you don't buy it at the large stores, but that you really come to a health food store because look at the extra ingredients in vitamin D. You do not want to have it mixed with soy, soybean oil. You just don't know where it's coming from. We have some that are either with olive oil or that are with uh, MCT oil or coconut oil, which are much better absorbable and have many other benefits in the body. So vitamin D3, essential. If there is one vitamin I, I suggest people take, Get your vitamin D levels up to par. So that is uh, that is my suggestion on the vitamin D3. It comes in a so capsule. We, yes? So do we look for a vitamin D supplement? You, you go comes? for a vitamin D3 supplement. And then I would say you can start with 10,000, do it for three months and see what happens, and then go from there. Is there a particular brand that you would recommend? No, most of them. I do like Country Life in this case because Country Life uses the MCT oil as an extra uh, filler, so to say, besides the vitamin D3. And the vitamin D3 is made from lanolin, sheep wool. Uh, For those who are vegans, they like a lichen product, L-I-C-H-E-N, lichen product. And there is also vitamin D from fish oil. So I would just say lanolin is the most used, but it is what is the filler that goes with it. Okay, thank you so much. You're welcome. All the best. I have oh, one caller okay. who really wants to talk to you, okay. and and uh, uh, Deb, uh, you have a question. I know we're coming close to the end of the show. Yes, I'll, I'll ask it very quickly. Hey, good morning, Jacobus. Great, thank you. great show today. Um, uh, so, Doctor Sexton, my daughter and I both have celiac disease, but she also um, had a prolactinoma uh, successfully um, removed. Um, and then, like, just uh, four years later, developed um, adrenal insufficiency. She's been treated at the Mayo Clinic, and I'm just very interested in, in maybe how some of your therapies might benefit her. Hmm. Yeah, how old is she? Forty. Forty? Oh. And uh, what's your relationship with her now? Are you living together? or No, she's in Minnesota, and I'm here. I see. Yeah. Yeah, so... Celiac, small intestine, what causes it? Um, you know, the weakness, the stress of holler condition. I mean, usually when you go to Mayo, you're, you're investigated and tested A to Z. That you're used as a basically an informational uh, uh, product. Very seldom do they recommend uh, therapies. Uh, it's been my experience with Mayo. Um, but they're really good at simulating and testing and A to Z, you know, deriving as much information about your situation as possible. You know, I'm so sorry that we're coming at the end of the hour. Oh, That's I know. Really, I'm so sorry. Deb, I, I recommend uh, stay on those. You, uh, I call you right back and let you talk to Dr. Saxon. Okay? You're awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, okay. okay. So, uh, right. yeah, we'll discuss we'll that. We'll be back situation. next week.